Hello there, my name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 33 of the Game Shards podcast, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, taking naps at the absolute worst time. Been there, done that. Did you take a nap before the podcast? It wasn't me. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was Andrew. Oh, Ooh. God. Andrew I didn't a nap. expect to be publicly called out like this. Unintentional. <laughs> and video games. Let's move on to our first email. Uh, we're going to be talking about news, obviously. Our big topic for today is uh, we're going to talk about the stagnation of the Pokemon franchise. I found a very interesting video in my YouTube feed that I watched, and it kind of shed some light on uh, things about the Pokemon franchise that I hadn't really paid attention to before, but opened my eyes in a way. So we're going to discuss how we feel about what this video is saying and kind of what we think we can do going forward with the Pokemon franchise. But let's start with our email. Our first email is from a friend of the show, former guest of the show, brother of mine, <laughs> Matt oh Ferrara. Boy. Matt Ferrara says to us, hey, Andrew, I just wanted to say thanks again for contributing your great depth of knowledge on the subject of esports during your guest appearance on my podcast this past Monday. <laughs> Andrew is currently leaving, walking upstairs. For a neophyte such as myself, your assured and thoroughly measured responses to my deepest of inquiries Shut up, on Matt. such varied topics as League of Legends, inclusively, inclusivity politics in the gaming world, and the worldwide phenomenon that is esports made what could have been an average episode into an all-timer. These are things I would be saying if you didn't fall asleep watching something called Danny Phantom <laughs> and continue to sleep through the many, many phone calls and messages that we sent you. I'm sure you were tired. I literally fell asleep in the middle of texting Jeff. Hey, I don't think I can make this. Thanks again. I'm too tired. <laughs> Matt. Uh, yeah, so for those who don't know, we Andrew and I were going to guest on my brother's podcast, What Did We Miss?, and we were going to discuss the topic of esports because my brother uh, has missed always he, he missed <laughs> esports. Uh, he's always known uh, watched me from a distance watching esports and has been very confused about it. So he's wanted to be introduced <laughs> to the world of esports. And we were going to go on. I sent him a whole bunch of clips of really big influential esports moments. And Andrew and I were going to go on and talk about it. And then uh, recording time rolled around and there was no Andrew. So I tried to call Andrew and he didn't answer. So I texted him and no answer. So I tried calling him again and. Uh, Still no answer. So I texted his roommate who said, I'm not home. Uh, after the podcast, not hearing from Andrew, I texted his roommate again, said, yeah, I'm home now. He's uh, knocked out on the couch watching Danny Phantom <laughs> or in front of Danny Phantom. So hey yeah. man, uh, he's a phantom. <laughs> uh, shout outs to Danny Phantom. And you missed your opportunity to, you know, be on that podcast. My bad. It was a good, good old time. Why would I be on that podcast when I have this podcast? Their podcast gets listens. <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh, um, too real. Too we real. have Steve. We do have Steve. And you know who else we have? Matt. Dan. Dan Santos. Santos. <laughs> making his critically acclaimed return, return to the Game Sharks podcast. Critically we were wondering, acclaimed? Yeah. We were wondering where he was, and he kind of gives, gives us an update on his life. Dan Santos says, hey, Game Sharks. Long time no Steve. <laughs> I recently started a job living and working at a group home for boys. The work is relatively easy and we enjoy it. However, I've also been living in my own personal hell as we've had no internet. We live in a boot where ISPs don't service. They live in a boot? It boots in quotations. I, I'm assuming it's like a like a section of land or something along those lines. 
So for me to listen to your podcast, I need to download it when I have Wi-Fi and then listen to it. Separately, I've been having fun with the guys here. I broke out my old GameCube and we've been playing Melee a ton. It's cool because it's the same console and controllers that we used to use, Jeff. That that <laughs> hits me close. <sighs> so many I have so many memories of playing Melee, uh, Star Fox Assault, and Custom Robo on that GameCube in Dan Santos' basement. Oh, man. Good, good times. Dan goes on to say the agency that we work for also gave us uh, recreation money because it's been really rainy here lately. I could use uh, the budget to get Smash Ultimate. It's been out forever, but I've finally been able to play it regularly. Some thoughts about the new characters. Zero is a trophy. So, oh, he's talking about uh, in response to our uh, the characters we think are going to get into Smash. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Zero is a trophy, so he probably won't be a fighter. Though I would love to see Zero X in Smash, I think, from the 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 Game Boy Advance Zero games. Mega Man Zero. Sure. Um, Master Chief is the mascot for Microsoft. Yes, one of the rules for fighters is that you've been in a video game of or that you're... One of the rules for fighters is that they're of video game origin, but each fighter has also appeared on a Nintendo console. So unless Halo ports to Switch, I doubt we'd see Master Chief. Nintendo would be more likely to have a character it can sell product for. Again... Joker from Persona. Also, Cloud was in Wii, uh, the Wii U Smash before Final Fantasy VII was ever on a Nintendo console. That's true. Uh, not, not a criteria. Yeah. Minecraft, however, has appeared on several Nintendo consoles. So I picked Steve, and also the main character. I'll take it. Also the main character from Minecraft. <laughs> Winky face. Ha. Ha ha. Really think. Euden from Dragalia Lost would will be a fighter. In its first year, it made over 106 million and had 3.2 million downloads. In July 2020, it had 20,000 downloads. There's oh, a actually. huge fan base, original IP, lots of crossover already. I see it all. That makes a lot of sense. I could definitely see it. Everyone would be like, who is this? Uh, and then he said, Zeraora. about Marth. <laughs> Zeraora, almost definitely. Now we got eight that, of them. That electric uh, Pokemon, oh, the mythical uh, one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He said, Paper Mario makes sense too. Crash makes sense, but is now a Sony property. However, Crash was on GameCube, so I can believe it. I don't think it's a Sony property. No, it's also, in fact, I think yeah. that Crash 4, is there's just leaks or rumors or something about it being on Switch. Yeah, also, rumors the about the Insane Trilogy is on Switch. The Crash Night Rage, Racing Nitro, Kart? Nitro yeah, Fueled is on Switch. Yeah, on Switch. yeah like it's worth saying, though, that the trilogy came to Switch far after the it actually first released was it it's still yeah. on switch. not originally announced i think it came a couple months after yeah it was a couple no, months after. are you talking about before. crash 4 yeah i thought it was not not, was it? not officially for switch yet not only okay. only playstation and xbox that's well, we know it's gonna wait it's coming to xbox too it's a different developer yeah it's coming to xbox yeah. and pc yeah, oh so yeah it's not it's not owned by sony no it's activision um yeah so so if anything no I think go the there switch dan a little bit later. Maybe not far after because they did get a lot of traffic on the Switch. Or maybe it's coming later on because he's getting announced in Smash. <gasps> uh -huh. Hope this email makes it in time. <laughs> it did not. Dantos. This was supposed to be read last week. He's, uh, I got it at 8.52. Uh, um, but Dan followed up with a second email for this <laughs> week in which oh, he says, shit. Hey, James Sharks, which I think is a shout out to uh, that bad joke that Steve tried to make that one time. Okay. Yeah. Notice uh, I had a typo in my last email. Oh, that was the boot thing. There was an extra word after boot. He said boot order, and I was very confused the first time I read it, but he corrected and said it's just supposed to say boot. 
He keeps going okay. about Master Chief. He says, to follow up with the whole Master Chief thing, I'd just like to clarify that a very prominent trait to all Smash fighters is that Nintendo can profit from them in other games. Even Joker has appeared in two other Switch games, even though they're not truly Persona 5. Fighters like Cloud, Bayonetta, and Snake may not have had their first run on Nintendo console, but they have appeared on Nintendo. They can make money off it. Again, Snake has only appeared in one game. That GameCube, came out in the, like the Twin Snakes of the GameCube, yeah, like forever. They ago. weren't they weren't selling Twin Snakes oh, back when uh, Brawl well, came out. I guess out. it's a technically a different Snake, but there was a 3DS port of Metal Gear Solid Three. Uh, technically, it's a different. Snake and also, back. when Cloud had come out, Smash or Final Fantasy yeah, VII again was not on the Wii U, and it didn't come to Switch till last year. Was it when it first came to Switch? Maybe. Two years ago. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, but. Can you imagine how many no, people would buy year, a know. Master Chief Amiibo? Me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I would. Enough. That's at, at least, least one. At least <laughs> one. Yeah. To be fair, I have most of the Amiibo anyways. <laughs> Another point is that Nintendo is just a game. It's not just a game company. It's a game hardware company. Even Reggie had commented on how their main focus as a company is to sell consoles, not necessarily games or IP. So if they thought Master Chief would sell more Switch consoles, then maybe. However, that would happen. That wouldn't happen unless we could play Halo on the Switch. Thoughts on that? <laughs> I think there is like a small chance that either Game Pass or xCloud will come to Switch. They said they're not think like doing that. Microsoft recently said we have no intentions of bringing it to anything else. Yet. Yet. Um yeah, I don't know. I like they do make hardware, but I don't ever recall anyone saying that they care more about selling hardware than their games. Uh, that's usually like the opposite of how all yeah usually they are. Usually, you take a loss you on your hardware. On hardware. I mean, I don't. I know not Sony in recent and Microsoft years. do, but I don't know about if Nintendo does. Uh, yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. Um, anyways, Dan goes on to say some other characters I'd like to see: Shell from Portal. Has never been on a Nintendo console? I don't think so. So yeah. it's kind of contradicting yourself there, man. <laughs> or better yet, Companion Cube, Tetris Blocks, or even Spyro. Actually, Skylanders was so popular, I'm surprised they haven't brought Spyro on yet. Oh, but if it's Spyro from Skylanders, then get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> For the best sequels, I really like Golden Sun Lost Age and Star Wars Rogue Squadron 3. Out of Steve Puns, Dantos. And this one, Dan Santos, for you guys. Well, well, right. I'm, glad, yeah. I'm glad that he's not dead. I am also glad to hear that Dan is doing well and just didn't have internet for a while. Uh, I agree that Golden Sun Lost Age is a really, really good sequel. Um, it's m- almost more of the second half of the game. I, I kind of imagine the two Golden Sun games, one game that just mm-hmm. got split into two cartridges. Uh, but I guess because it came out, I think it was like a year or two after the first one, uh, it is technically a sequel. But mm. it's really good. Uh, Never finished the first one. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Dan and Matt, for sending us those emails. All right. Let's move on to our news for the day. Rocksteady announces a Suicide Squad game. Yeah, this is crazy. You think so? Uh, Well, I mean, I so I mean, you guys did any of you guys play the Batman games? Nope. I've Uh, seen them. I played the first one. Yeah. So I I played all of them. a bunch and so rocksteady made the batman games yeah they (laughs) but there's been rumors for like six years since since arkham knight came out of like what is rocksteady working on what are they making what's and like they just dropped it in a tweet 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they just dropped a picture of Superman with a like a crosshair on his head, and the crosshair says Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how they announced that they're making a Suicide. That's crazy. They're like, going to announce it at the Fandom. The, <laughs> the what? DC Fandom. Uh, they, it's, it's like the fan, right? it, it's a digital yeah. event dc like, convention okay <laughs> it's called the fan dome great <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a really dumb name yeah i mean that's the place to announce something like that though we're like well they already announced it that's the place well, I, mean, I guess like, to showcase show it. it yeah, yeah. that's what i meant what do we think this game is going to be i heard uh, from what i read it's a live service game like avengers so it's just avengers with suicide Squad. yeah <laughs> wow Great. But that's like cool. the rumor, because the rumor was that they were working on a live service game, and so like, it, then people are equating it immediately to the Avengers game. Yeah, yeah. But it, I don't know. It might not be. It might be a single player Suicide Squad game. Yeah, both would be pretty cool. I heard maybe Either it's way, a, probably not going to play it. <laughs> a character-based battle royale game where you like you make a squad of three to four Suicide Squad members who each have their own abilities and do different things. Kind of think Apex. Uh, that would be so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we all need another that sounds so Then would it just be Murder Squad? Uh, no, because they're going in to get killed. To That's the whole idea of the Suicide Squad. It's like, oh, we're going to send you on this mission where you're probably going to die. Like but, statistically, if it's But if it's a battle royale and you want to survive to the end, or is it... Yeah. It's for like people's entertainment or something. That'd be a game. You got to go in and I'd be, be really good at that game. First one to die. <laughs> Man, find something to win. Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, so this is interesting. I'm not a big DC fan. I think what DC does is fine. Uh, no, I'll be interested to see who they use in it because just from a history standpoint of that, like the Suicide Squad has had a bunch of different characters come in and out of that team yeah so i'm curious to see who's actually going to be playable in the game as long as jared leto is not involved okay yeah we can agree on that oh man you remember when they announced tron 3 and you get really excited and they announced that jared leto is the main character and you get a little less excited <laughs> did that happen yes <laughs> oh j- just like uh how the avatar creators have pulled out of the netflix show <laughs> for creative mind differences me. see the, mm. the creative differences with That's, the creators yep I don't know. Like I'm losing hope fast on that. Uh, one. Quick tangent, Allison and I. We finished uh, book one of the last Airbender or Avatar: The Last Airbender, and I was like, okay, if there's ever gonna be a time for you to watch the live action M Night Shyamalan movie, this is your chance. So we put it on. Uh, oh no, that was your first would you, mistake. Why would you turn it on? It's so bad because I wanted her to like know how bad how it is. Bad it make is. fun of it. <laughs> we got halfway through and we're just well, we got to the point where. Six Earthbenders do about a 30-second dance and a single boulder slowly moves across the screen. so bad. And That's the thing that happens? Have you not seen it? I've never seen it, and I never to, will. No, you need to Absolutely watch it. not. Yeah, dude, I will they, not they, disgrace they, my eyes. They do this full choreographed, like like you said, 30-second bending montage of kung fu and all of a sudden there's like a boulder a like single rock that's about the size of a football floats across the screen. not even quickly like no it's just like, oh uh, my god and so, they, they nerf the firebenders too like everyone except for iroh who they call Eero. yeah um, we got need, Ong, they, they need an existing uh, source of Ong, avatar Eero, soka uh there was one more sorry avatar 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 why it was so bad uh, so, so anyway, yeah like they, they straight up nerf the fire uh, more tangent they should have nerfed the firebenders too saying they can't create fire yeah they need a s- existing source of fire 
And like I saw like Shyamalan saying it, like, so yeah, we didn't want the firebenders to be overpowered. I'm saying that that was the point. They no, shoot not, fire out of their hands. You're not making a video game. <laughs> <laughs> the whole point was that they shoot fire out of their hands and are therefore overpowered. Well, if it, if it was a video game, I need someone to patch out that whole movie. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so yeah, we we got about halfway through, and then I looked and I was like, okay, we can stop at any time. Like if you're in, and if you don't want to watch, I am done. <laughs> so we stopped halfway. We will never go back. Yeah, please don't. Yeah, and oh, uh, Legend man. of Korra drops on Netflix tomorrow. Yeah, buddy. Um, all right, next piece of news. This one was uh. Sh- added to the list by andrew i just thought it was funny aeon must die devs uh it's not that funny aeon must die like funny devs reveal that crunch and abuse are why they quit limestone games uh so yeah they the trailer for aeon must die showed during the sony state of play and a couple hours after it aired every single one of the developers on the game quit on the spot i Uh, thought they quit before it, the, came, and it came. It was after. It was after okay. because they didn't know that that trailer was going to be there. The currently the the IP uh, was stolen, and the creators uh, or that was stolen from the creators via foul play. Uh, they're not. A lot of people aren't getting paid for their work. Uh, the trailer had pending conflict of IP. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I didn't read this article. Oh, no, you didn't? No. Oh, yeah, no, this isn't funny. This is bad. Yeah, I just saw the headline and then posted it. Oh, yeah, no, it's a forgot to go. I forgot to go, yeah. I forgot yeah, to go back and read, read the they, context. That sucks. Yeah, they all quit because uh, the the work they were working on was stolen and they weren't getting paid and they were getting abused and it was like severe crunch. Yeah, no, that's awful. Yes. So when you said this was funny, I was like, oh, are you sh- are you sure about that one? Yeah, didn't didn't know about that one. Yeah, uh, not good. So I'm sure this game will never see the light of day. And it's just insane that it was in a that, Sony state of play. Yeah, Sony. This is our our showcase of all these games that we we trust and put our faith in, and it's going to sell our console. And then this happens. It's yep. totally 100 percent the publisher, Focus Home Interactive. I believe is the publisher. Um, this says it was. Sorry, it's Lime something. Limestone. No, Limestone Games is the developer. Oh, the it's just the publisher. Because uh, I I did a little digging when I saw this. Okay. And yeah, yeah Focus Home Interactive. They also have stolen a nut. They stole another IP from another dev, uh, and then, so that, that they're the ones who like orchestrated the trailer release. I think. Like yeah, without they paid telling the developers, the other people to make the trailer. So this game's gonna come out because the they're just gonna take whatever like they're gonna take whatever this is and move it to another developer, and the game's gonna come out, be, and it's not gonna be like what the game was that they were making. It's totally what's gonna happen. You think so? Yeah, I think there's so much controversy here that it's just gone for. I I wouldn't be. Surprised or you think they're such a scummy company that they're gonna yeah force I th- it? I think they're gonna so. try. We'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to follow to see where this goes. But yeah, it's kind of a very crazy story. Um, <laughs> so all right. Publishers have done stupider, scummier things. True. Have <laughs> ever heard of a game called Aliens Colonial Marines? <laughs> I don't know the, the the controversy behind it. I have heard of it oh, though. That's a classic one. What's that? I one? think that needs is like uh, ah, Aliens Colonial Marines was a game that was in development. Uh, it was going to be like a four player co op shooter i think it was supposed to come out in 2006 or 2007 it didn't come out like it it like hit development hell gearbox bought it like bought the ip from the developer and tried to fix it 
but the game was so broken they couldn't fix it, so they just released it because it was so anticipated. Oh, no. And it's like the a buggy shell of a game that was like terrible. Oh yeah, this was a big one. This was like back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Huh. Damn. I remember like looking forward to this game. Like, I had like just seen Alien for the first time. I was like, oh yeah, this will be awesome. And then like hearing the reviews come out, and there's like the, there's a classic scene of one of the aliens like walking through water just like walking by the player and it like is like look, looks like really bad like the yeah, graphics are terrible it's got like really broken ai in it yeah right? okay like i a, think i know think yeah. i know what you're talking about now um i think my buddy tikon was like very excited into playing that game yeah that i remember <laughs> he probably was one of many that that got burnt by that uh release so that's what's gonna happen with this game <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the most devastating news of the week: Halo Infinite has been delayed to 2021. Uh, yeah, this is kind of nuts because this was supposed to be a launch game with the Xbox Series X, mm-hmm. which it will no longer be. Oof. So the big question becomes: What happens now? So did, well, did you see Phil Spencer's response? No. He so he, he, yeah, he tweeted or interviewed today or yesterday and the reason was and I think we might have talked about this on the podcast about how we weren't sure if the multiplayer and this campaign were going to release at the same time because mm-hmm. the multiplayer was going to be free to play. That's the reason it was delayed is because they didn't want to release two different products. So oh, so one of them wasn't so ready. I'm thinking the I'm thinking the campaign isn't as ready as they want it to be. And but they're probably good to go with the multiplayer, and they decided to delay it. That makes sense. I mean, it, it could be either or, I guess. But based on the reaction for the trailer mm-hmm. for the campaign, it seems like that's probably the one. Yeah. But um, I mean, we we are all for delays. I think us collectively here, we have no problem with delays yeah, because yeah. in the end, it's better for the game. Like we don't want Halo Infinite to come out and be crappy along with the release of a console um so yeah. delaying it and giving it the time they need they specifically say uh they don't want to overwork their employees and they don't think it's they'll be able to get the product to the point they want it by the time it was supposed to release which is again understandable that's kind of what the trend seems to be mm-hmm. doing which it's good that game companies are getting out there and doing this now uh and hopefully going forward they're a little more um cautious about announcing release dates mm-hmm. uh maybe nintendo's been doing this a lot lately they did it with paper mario uh what was the other game that they did earlier in the year where they announced it uh and they're like all right and it's coming out in a couple months didn't they, they do that with I another mean, they game did paper Mar- pikmin just last week yes that's yeah, what i'm thinking Jeff, okay yeah. yeah pikmin uh they're like yeah this game's coming and it, it's gonna be out in a couple months uh, I think that's the better way to do it. Announce when you know like, it's close to going gold. You're just about there. And be like, hey, yeah, we're doing this game. And you can have play it in three weeks. I, I feel like it's easier when it's something people don't expect. Like, it, nobody thought there was a Paper Mario game coming. Nobody thought yeah. Pikmin 3 was being redone. Yeah. But, like, people, we've known that Halo Infinite has existed for, you know, five, you know. Like, yeah. when it's a sequel in a series, it's really hard to to do and sometimes i i know this is a thing you have to like you have to release a trailer so that you can convince your publisher that mm. like this game is like i think cyberpunk that was like the whole thing behind cyberpunk is they made that trailer to convince their like the internal 
like shareholders, whatever, the internal team that, hey, people are really going to want this game, so give us the funding to make it. So yeah. it obviously, yeah, no release date was given when that originally happened. But it, like now people have known about Cyberpunk for five years. Yeah. And so they ha- like... And it's like we're, the, they're waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah, the longer that that everybody knows about something, the more anticipated people are going right. to be. The more and the harder kinda, those delays hit. Yeah, the yeah. more disappointed people will, will inevitably be, no matter how good the game is. I think we someone are, is going to like just right, you know, be really mad for no reason. I think we're at the point though where crunch has become so unacceptable, and companies are getting out there and saying we do not support this. Uh, that it's going to be able to switch from like people announcing games super early or with a release date and then forcing their uh, team members to work insanely hard and dumb hours to make sure it gets out at that time. And I think things in the gaming industry are kind of torn- turning towards everyone being able to take their time, the appropriate amount of time to do things. And therefore, obviously, we're not going to do it right now. And like we knew about Halo Infinite for a couple of years now, right? right. And that was before this yeah. whole kind of crunch on crunch uh uh, started to happen but like going forward in the future now that this is kind of where the industry is going i could easily see it transitioning into more of we get a lot more announcements for games as they're basically done as opposed to when they're first thought of yeah i i wouldn't be surprised and i just i think if the the big thing is right now we as a community need to get like used to that idea like as the gaming community, as the gaming developers are changing their way, they're doing things. Mm-hmm. You know, de- leading crunch, good. Like nobody, you know, nobody knows that we uh, we're not directly affected by crunch. Yeah. we're just we just know that when games get delayed, it like we're like, oh man, no. But yeah, it sucks when you're ordering, ordering, waiting like two years for a game to come yeah. out, and all of a sudden, oh, it's later. I personally, I've been enjoying those like sudden announcements like oh here's this cool thing that you didn't know about and guess what you can play it in a month yeah and that's what i was going to start to say it's like it's good it goes back to the saying what you don't know won't hurt you if the game gets delayed but it hasn't been announced yet doesn't affect anyone you know uh so it's like breath of the wild 2 got announced over a year ago now and since then we've heard nothing and i'm going haywire because i want more information metroid like imagine if exactly imagine if at that e3 the trailer for breath of the wild 2 dropped and then we got a title and a release date and it was that summer yeah, it was only like a couple months ago. That would have been insane. But now it's like we've gone over a year of that game being announced. We've had we have no release date, no information. The the hype and the anticipation is driving me insane. <laughs> and it's yeah. like so. yeah, it's just it's it's painful. Yeah. It's been, and Nintendo's been pretty like iffy about that lately. We have all these like big target games that we know are coming but have no information on. And then on the other hand, like, oh yeah, here's a random Paper Mario that comes out in a month. So I'm Maybe what they've learned from the original Breath of the Wild like delays is we we won't know anything more about this game until it is like a couple months from release. Maybe maybe, maybe they're waiting until they know what they have. Yeah. Yeah. Once it's close to done, close to being gold, then they'll say, okay, this is when it's going to come out because we know for a fact we can get it done on that day. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I'm okay with that because like don't like because we know they've had to delay games before. Because like they reset the entire development of Metroid Prime Four because it wasn't going in the direction they liked. Mm. You know they like came out with a full video to apologize for that, but they said, "Hey, we want to give you a good game," and I gotta respect them for that. Yeah, I mean, when they announced that game, it was just a logo. They exactly. j- just said Metroid Prime yeah. Four. They're you like, don't they're need, like, okay, shut up, we're making the game. You don't need to do that, like, because I they I think the reason they do it is because they think it'll help them sell consoles. But oh, I can buy the Switch now, and eventually I'll get to play Metroid Prime Four. But until the game is real, There's I don't. No I feel like it's not going to drive 
sales. Yeah. If someone's like, I'm only going to buy a Switch when Metroid Prime 4 comes out. Well, also well they still haven't bought a Switch yet. You know? we, we live in an, in an age where, you know, one million strangers can go on the internet and post, you know, derogatory and, and flam- inflammatory posts targeting Nintendo and other developers saying like, why haven't you made this game yet? Why did you make this game instead? Because yeah, I want yeah. this more than the other thing. So it was like, especially with the backlash from like Federation Force, it's like I feel like them saying like, "Hey, we're making Metroid Prime Four was literally just to put a put a wrench in that like in that backlash. Yeah, to say like, it definitely wasn't cool getting the announcement that it was happening. But now since then, I just want. But now it's been like four years or something. Eh, it's been yeah, a long time. Yeah, well, it came out in 2017. So yeah, they announced it yeah. summer 2017. Um, yeah, and right, has it been so that three long? years? Yeah, they last announced year Metroid Prime Four three years they, ago. I think it was last year. It was like January of nineteen. Yeah, they had to reset the development cycle. Yeah. They gave it back to the people who did the original yeah, trilogy. Yeah. Retro. Retro. Yeah, oh, they gave it why, back to wait, Retro. Why wasn't Retro doing it to start? I don't know. I think because they were working on the Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong oh. Yeah, okay. so they've been working on other Nintendo stuff, but since I forget who had it going into Four's development, I forget which which who it was, but. They decided that they didn't like where it was going, so they gave it back to them. Good. Um, all right, let's go back to talking about Halo Infinite specifically. W- do we think this is going to have an impact on the sale of Xbox Series X? And also, do you think Microsoft cares? Maybe. maybe. Yes. Know. I think that they're, they're, we're not going to see an impact because I think there's going to be a shortage of Xbox Series Xs. Hmm. Because of you the, think they're going to sell out regardless. Yeah, I think they're going to sell out sell out regardless because of ha- how COVID impacted uh, the like logistics of building a console. And I wouldn't be surprised if if around the time Halo Infinite is announced, we see a resurgence in stock of possibly Series X's and Halo branded Series X's. Yeah, I was going to say, does this give us the uh, the opportunity to have Halo-themed Xbox Series X's now? Maybe. Mm, yeah, if they get on it quick enough and start developing that. Mm. Um, do you think that in... Because when do they... Oh, sorry, you go. I was going to say, do you think that in at least this holiday season specifically, it'll help boost some of the PS5 sales? The fact that the there that, isn't a Halo. Like, Xbox's I big think, system seller isn't coming out? I think there will be a subset of people who will walk into a store saying, I'm going to buy a new generation video game console, look at the Xbox Series X, say, what can I play on this? And they're going to say, games that you could play just about literally anywhere else. And he's going to look at the PS5 and say, what can I play on this? The guy's going to say, Spider-Man. And he's (laughs) going to say, I'll take that one. Yep. Yeah, PS5 definitely doesn't have that going for it. Way better exclusives. Yeah. Um, And I think, so the thing is, I don't think Microsoft cares. Because I think if this, they truly thought that delaying Halo Infinite would have crushed their console sales, they wouldn't have delayed it. Uh, I think they're banking so hard on Game Pass, and that's what they're doing as a company, mm. and Xbox being a service more so than a uh, than like a, a console these days, that it's not going to affect them that much. I think they're going to see a boost uh, in sales on the Xbox Series X when it comes out, but the fact that you're going to be able to play Halo Infinite on your existing Xbox One X or Xbox One... like traditional S. one right or yeah xbox or, one or S. your xbox one yeah. yeah or your pc or your pc so that's the thing is halo in like 
this Halo Infinite is not an exclusive to the Xbox Series X. You can play it anywhere you can currently play Xbox games, and you can play it through Game Pass, and that's what their big thing is. Yeah. So they don't. I don't think it's a huge blow to them, and I don't think they're gonna. We're not gonna get numbers on because we didn't get a lot of numbers on the sales of Xboxes in this generation. I don't think we're gonna get a single number on how many consoles are sold, uh, because they don't care. That's yeah. not what they're going for. They they want to get any kind of device possible into your house for you to subscribe to Game Pass. And it just so happens that the Xbox Series X will be the nicest looking one. But that doesn't mean that it's the only like way to play the games that's going to be coming out in the future and for them. I think that there's enough people that think this is the nicest looking one that I'm going to play. Maybe they bought an Xbox One and decided not to wait get a like a xbox one x or mm-hmm. whatever like i didn't get an xbox one x yeah and they're like okay i can play the new assassin's creed in 4k at 60 frames per second on my on the series x okay i'm getting the series x because yeah. i you know, like i'm an xbox fanboy i think they'll do well enough because they still have their fanboys and they it is the most powerful console on the market yeah i think that is going to keep them afloat a little bit yeah like you said they'll do fine because of fanboys and because of tech heads because from all the specs that we've seen the xbox series x is going to be the most powerful more powerful than the ps5 so the people who just care about the most optimal who for some reason also aren't into pcs are gonna get the series x but right if they do care about the most optimal including pcs they're gonna have a pc and probably also game pass so microsoft doesn't care because they're gonna have their money infinitely as opposed to like the one-time purchase of a console, that's not what they're looking for. They're looking for to get ten bucks from you every month for the rest of forever. Yeah, which right. will in turn be way more than co- selling one single box to you. You know, uh, so yeah. While this was very shocking and kind of devastating to me, I, I'm very excited for this game. I just love Halo as a whole, and the promise of it going back to its roots excites me to no end. Uh, I, after giving it a lot of thought, I don't think it's gonna hurt xbox whatsoever i think they'll be totally fine i don't think uh halo infinite specifically was gonna sell a ton of consoles uh it was more so the people who are gonna buy the xbox series x are probably still going to even though this game was delayed you know right and i think if they wanted it to sell a bunch of consoles it would have been exclusive to the series x exactly they would have the xbox series x is the only place you would have been able to play halo Infinite as opposed to the current xbox and pc um all right more stuff on xbox the series s has Mm. apparently been leaked by a controller package that was stolen during some riots from what i can gather Hmm. um so a box uh, that is for the new xbox controller it's in robot white as the color and it just looks like the standard xbox controller it has the uh, elite controller d-pad on it Mm -hmm. um but everything else looks pretty similar to the xbox one controller but if you look carefully on the back of the box it says or it's on the side of the box it says it's compatible with xbox series x slash s so that basically confirms that the there is going to be the the s is coming the lockhart which is this uh not as powerful as the series x console is definitely coming it's going to be called the series s uh, and it'll probably be a discless box that's meant specifically for streaming off of Game Pass. 
would be my guess. Uh, so yeah, it, it's all but confirmed. I, we knew it, the box was coming because it had the codename Lockhart. They had yeah. talked about it. We just didn't know what it was going to be called. Everyone assumed it was going to be the Xbox Series X, and that seems to be what it is, which is terrible naming convention. Yep. But what else is? New? I mean, it's not terrible. It could it could end up not being terrible. At least they're terribly consistent. <laughs> terribly yeah. consistent, the Xbox way. <laughs> <laughs> like if if they're smart. We'll have the Xbox Series X2, the X3, the X4, and you know the S1, the S or the S2, the S3. Good, good one. Uh, <laughs> but he, he's he's totally he's totally right there though. That's how they'll do it. But that that's that seems how they're gonna. Do you go think that's how they will do it, or do you forward? think that's how they should do it? Both. Mm, bold claim. It seems like they're trying to make a re- like they're trying to restart yeah. their naming. Like convention. going forward, they will be like, Series X something or yeah. Yeah. Either like new letters series or M. numbers. Series X two, like you were saying, yeah. And like they're gonna go with the Series the, XXX. The iPhone <laughs> naming X. for all your porn streaming services. <laughs> uh on top of that, we also got a confirmation from was it Phil Spencer himself? Uh or someone at Xbox said uh that the the Xbox Series X will be released in November. Yeah. That's a a big one and then yeah. more specifically but and more specifically after that there was a leak based on the controllers again <laughs> because on the box for the controller there was a warranty um it says do not sell or display before november 6th 2020 okay so yeah the 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 street date like, yeah yeah so it wasn't a warranty it was the sticker on the box saying right. hey don't sell this until november 6th so November sixth, within that time period. A week, I think I would say a week within that time period. You think so? I think it's possible they could start selling controllers before they sell consoles easily because it also the controller the box says it also works on PC and right. Xbox One. So it's not yeah. specifically and the on the box itself. If you're just looking at the front, the top corner just says Xbox. It doesn't say Series X. It doesn't say anything like that. Yeah. Um. So. It could easily, yeah, they could easily have it go on sale a little bit before. But, well, what day of the week is November 6th? Anyone have a guess? Uh, I think it's a Thursday? Tuesday. I'm going to guess Friday. Friday. Yeah. You think it is a Friday? I'm going to guess Friday. It is a Friday. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So, <laughs> so what? Do we think it's either going to go on sale November 6th or, like, it'll the controller will be that day and then the console a week later? Well, do they usually... Because a week after that's Black Friday, right? The 20th is Black Friday? Or is the 27th Black Friday? 27th. Yeah, it's always okay. after Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. Does the... How, long, how like, early do, do stores usually, like, set up displays for, for stuff like that ahead of time? Mm, like, the, the day the of. The day, is, night, it, is it the, the day? Shift? Yeah. Yeah, or, I can't imagine they'd, like, display an Xbox yeah, a week before you can buy Here's the one. thing that you can buy in three days. Yeah, that, they the don't stuff do that. Like that the, I mean, sometimes very, it varies. They're very, very strict about, like, when they can display these Yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine. It, I guess it's display. different for games because, like, I've, you know, you I've see promotional material for games all the time. Yeah, yeah. But, like, even, like, with PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, like, they're very, like, they've been coming slow with the details lately. You're telling me. Hmm. So like I don't think they would. I mean, have these any are kind of d- these are details. There's none of them have been official announcements. Yeah. Uh, well, like what I'm saying is I don't think they would like, display it any longer than like right as you can get it. Yeah. I mean, the fact that the c- controller has a street date and that it was in a store means like the controllers are built and ready. And stores have them. So I w- I'd be thinking if 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 
the Xbox was also November 6th, they would already be in the stores with that yeah, same sticker on it. That's them. a fair point. Think so, so. But why would, a, why would only a controller have been stolen and not a console? Right. So that's, you think they haven't that's why out I think the consoles, the, the consoles yet? They haven't gotten the consoles yet because they don't have a specific ship date maybe gotcha. down yet or... Or maybe they didn't want to, you know, risk anything with the consoles getting leaked. Like a controller is one thing that can mean a lot of things, but right, like right. maybe don't ship out the console to like a week or two before you want them to be sold. But that's the thing is that we're in we're in coronavirus stuff, so you have to you can't you have to like have your shipping and logistics built to withstand like you know uh, there's this you know a lot going on about like maybe a fall resurgence, so that's going to really fuck with shipping stuff. So I like. They have to be flexible, I think, with the date because I think they're they have to like they don't even know when all the consoles are going to be ready, kind of thing. Very like, true. The logistics are still unknown, but like the controllers are way easier to build and get together. They can, I'm sure, they got them done and just started shipping them out as soon as they could. Yeah. That makes sense. Like the time I got my Wii U and the guy at the store didn't even know what it was <laughs> <laughs> on, on release day. Uh, so yeah, the. It's looking like everyone assumed that we're going to get both these consoles in uh, November. November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see going forward if we hear anything soon from them. I think, was there supposed to be uh, an Xbox thing planned for August? Uh, what do they call theirs? Mm-hmm. Sony's State of Play, Nintendo's are directs. What are the Xbox? Inside Xbox? Inside Xbox, yeah. I could have swore I heard a thing saying we're going to get one in August, but I'm not sure. Also, we still haven't heard anything about uh, an E3 level Nintendo Direct, so I just don't or think it's happening. Any level Nintendo Direct, we've gotten small ones here and there. Yeah, but yeah, a small but one, like, not a big one. And they've kind of been disappointing. I don't think we're gonna get a big one. I hope we do. I, I need something, man. I, I've, they, I heard rumors we were gonna get one to. in August, but yeah. they've been saying that every rumors. month for like the last five months. Yeah, I heard the but rumors. There's the always a rumors like, something. oh, there's gonna be a Nintendo Direct. In sure, yeah, there two always weeks. has been something. Like there were rumors for the July one. Granted, it turned out to be a really small one, but there was one. But right, there was one. So yeah. and yeah, I have been hearing online too. There are rumors of like August is now their like goal for a a full fledged primetime direct. I mean, we are halfway through August already. So well, now that they, now that Halo Infinite got delayed, they have to push up their other Smash character to to fill in Master Chief's release date. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was having a conversation with Steve. So this basically entirely nullifies the the extension of the Master Chief bet, where I could get two calzones in November. Yeah, because I don't. I think if they were planning on releasing Master Chief for Smash in relation to Halo Infinite they would not push back chief because they'd probably s- would still be too early in development or whatever the next character would be. They wouldn't swap them, you know? Yeah. They probably don't have the infrastructure to do that, but how many ca- what, what, four we got five, five more, five left. Mm-hmm. So, and it says that they will all be released by December, 2021. Yes. But that was before December the pandemic. 2021. That was so before the pandemic. I wouldn't be surprised if eventually they say, Hey, that's getting pushed back slightly because pandemic. Yeah. So, I think maybe there could have been some communication between Microsoft and 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 Nintendo and said, "Hey, we might push back, you know, Master Chief. Maybe don't put him right away." Okay, and then we'll move up Waluigi. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> no, Waluigi will be the last. We'll do Waluigi Crash Bandicoot because be that's coming out in October. Yeah, yeah, perfect. that will work. Perfect. Bada bing. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on. We got two more news things. Uh, according to Inron.com, in Imran Khan, sorry, I screwed up your name. Uh, he kind of he works at Kind of Funny Games right now. He was a former Game Informer employee, former Game Informer. 
Um, he claims that Sony has approached all major third parties for deals on exclusive content. So think the Spider-Man being exclusive yep. to Marvel's mm-hmm. Avengers. He claims that uh, Sony has talked to just about everybody about doing stuff like that, which means Sony ain't looking to play nice. It's They're looking in the complete opposite direction that we had hoped. I you know, so I think there's a difference between between a company like Sony asking and developers or publishers saying yes. Well, yes, but in terms of the inside look into Sony's mindset, it's not it's not pleasing. Yeah, it, yeah. but there's no it's. Uh, I guess from a business perspective, there's no there's n- no harm in asking, right? Normally, we the, wouldn't know. The fact that they are asking shows that they they want to continue to have their exclusive deals when everyone else in the world and all the other companies Every, are yeah, like everything is trending towards. It's like hey, let's not do this because it's shitty uh, and people don't actually want it. Now it's kind of this fact that Sony still is saying that we want to do this. They want to keep themselves and uh, with every third party developer. Yeah, right. Like. That's that's so I potentially think, I just huge. think I think we're we're like looking at like maybe Xbox not doing it as like because we don't know that they are doing it. Right? We didn't know Sony was doing this until someone leaked it. Yeah. So how do we know that I like the Xbox is I have a feel like Xbox their approach changed in the last year from Hey, can we buy an exclusive from you? To hey, can we just buy your studio? <laughs> True. Like that's like that's how they're trying to get all these exclusives now. Like they didn't say hey, uh, or also Xbox also ha- buys exclusives. Uh, the uh, half the games that they announced in their um, Xbox thing were timed exclusives. It, there's a difference between well, I think what Xbox is doing and what Sony. Sony's doing little DLC things, mm-hmm. but Xbox is literally saying, "Don't release your game on another platform for th- six months," which is the same thing Epic is doing is and, then, and is getting a lot of shit for it. But Xbox isn't getting shit for it because they're like they're like the little guy right now compared yeah, to the Sony. Guy. They're they're behind. You know, they have to catch up. So I, I just I I think all the companies do this in some way. And there's no trend of people are stopping doing this. No, they, I think they all do this. They just do it differently. Secretly. Sony's trying to get little, like, character or, you know, some kind of exclusive piece for the game. Xbox is trying to just get games for a little bit. Like, Nintendo, okay, I guess Nintendo doesn't do any of that because Nintendo is a first-party developer that maybe gets AAA titles on their <laughs> <laughs> platform. So... Yay, Nintendo, for not doing Yay, that. Nintendo. No, that's all good points. I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Like, There's no way of us knowing what they are doing behind closed doors, and the fact that we just happen to know that Sony is talking to people doesn't mean that other people aren't, other and companies aren't. People are only mad because it's Spider-Man. Yeah, the yeah. biggest the biggest asset of the biggest franchise currently, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't consider that. Um, all right, cool. Uh, breaking news: Golden Guardians just three old TSM. Holy shit, they did in, it in the semifinals <laughs> or uh, not semifinals, quarterfinals. Quarterfinals of the League of Legends uh, summer playoffs. Well, as we know, TSM really isn't as good as everyone is hyping them up to be. Yeah, on Reddit, double lift is bad. Uh, congratulations, Steve. Golden Guardians is Steve's favorite team. So, congratulations, Steve. <laughs> uh, it's Tanner time. Our last piece of news has just happened today, and it's constantly seems to be updating and getting crazier and crazier. Apple and Google 
removed Fortnite from oh, Google, Google too? and Google. Apparently, removed uh, Fortnite from its app stores. Epic sues Apple over anti-competitive behavior. So this wow. just get, keeps getting crazier and crazier. So the most recent update, which I am just reading about now, because when I loaded this page when we started the podcast, it did not say Google. Yeah. Google has now decided to remove Fortnite from the Google Play Store for Android devices as well. In the statement to The Verge, Google explained that while Fortnite remains available on Android, we can no longer make it available on Play because it violates our policies. However, we welcome the opportunity to continue our uh, discussions with Epic and bring Fortnite back to Google Play. Um, okay, so <laughs> what happened was... Fortnite created a way for players to buy V-Bucks at a discount, not going through the Apple and the Google stores on your phone. Uh, And so in response, Apple and now Google have taken Fortnite off so you can no longer download the game and the game cannot get updates. And once the game has a major update, if you haven't updated it, I don't think you can play online anymore, correct? Because you're not at the current up-to-date version of the game. Yeah, because yeah, you have to be. You have to make sure everybody has the same version, or else yes. nothing good happens. Um, so, uh, in a statement to The Verge, Apple confirms that as a result of Epic's update to the game, their Fortnite app has been removed from the store. So there's a big quote here from Apple that we'll, uh, I can go through. Uh, it says, Today, Epic Games took the unfortunate step of violating the App Store guidelines that are applied equally to every developer and designed to keep the store safe for our users. Apple's larger statement reads, <laughs> As a result, <laughs> their Fortnite app has been removed from the store. Epic enabled a feature in its app which was not reviewed or approved by Apple, and they did so with the express intent of violating the App Store guidelines regarding in-app payments that apply to every developer who sells digital goods and services. Basically what happens is whenever someone buys V-Bucks on, uh, say, the Apple Store, Apple gets 30%. Apple takes a cut. Uh, so what Epic did was allow them to buy the V-Bucks without going through Apple so Apple doesn't get their cut. So Apple said, fuck you. We're taking your game down. Um, in response, Epic sued Apple for... Uh, what was the phrasing they used? Uh, they stated that Apple has become what is once railed against the behemoth sinking, seeking to control markets, block competition, and and stifle innovation so they're basically calling out apple saying that they are being a monopoly and they are suing them or a monopoly Boo. i'm gonna write that one down (laughs) 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 good one Uh, you're welcome and i'm sorry rather than tolerate this healthy healthy competition and compete on the merits of its offering apple responded by removing fortnite from this is a quote from epic Fortnite, uh, removing Fortnite from sales on the App Store, which means that new users cannot download the app and users who have already downloaded prior versions of the app from the App Store cannot update it to the latest version. This also means that Fortnite players who download their app from the App Store will not receive updates to Fortnite through the App Store, either automatically or by searching the App Store for the update. Apple's removal of Fortnite is yet another example of Apple flexing its enormous power in order to impose unreasonable restraints and unlawfully maintain its 100% monopoly over the iOS in-app payment processing market. I'm pretty confident that Epic is going to lose this. I wouldn't be so sure. Their game is on their... platform their service they apple has the right to get their cut so they make 
an extremely good point in their uh, statement about um, how, and from what I, because so they're suing Apple, but they're they're not going to sue Google. I don't think so. You don't think they're going to? Because so you own an iPhone, you can only use iPhone approved software. Correct. You can only use what Apple makes for the phone or what Apple allows on the phone. If you have an Android, you can sideload. You can do whatever you want. It's an open source platform. Uh, phone companies can do whatever they want with with their Android. Each company, you know, com- you know, phone company has their version of Android, and that's like the the Google the the like positive of Android for Google is that like they were nice when they created it and said, hey, we're going to make this kind of an open platform. We create the base of it, but like you can do with what kind of you can tweak it to what you want your phones to do, shit like that. Uh, so I think. And I don't know 100%, but they can Fortnite can bypass the not being on the Play Store by having users update the APK file, which is the app file, from like a website. Mm-hmm. Now, they probably won't do this right away. They're probably going to do this fight with Apple, and they'll probably go to no- negotiations with Google to try to figure out something. But... Um, the big thing I think is just that the and this is why I don't have an iPhone is that Apple wants complete control over their their thing. They want complete control over you and they want complete control over what you can use with your phone and so you have to buy their products and what they approve of. They want developers to have to use their thing and they take a cut, you know. It's a predatory uh, business model, and it's been working for them for for 13 years. Yeah. Um, you know, Microsoft doesn't take a cut when you have Steam on your computer. They don't take a cut from Steam. You know, uh, Steam doesn't take a cut if you you know go to UPlay, you know, buy a game through Steam, but then it uploads through UPlay, and then you buy uh, cur- currency for Assassin's Creed through UPlay. Like they don't take a cut from that because they're you know like yeah. The PC landscape plays nice, and Apple has said, we're not going to play nice. We're going to be assholes, because we can be, and it's been working for them for 13 years, and then finally Epic has said, no, we've had enough, and tried to do their little backwards thing. Uh, Apple said, ha nope, you're out, and now they're going to sue them, and I hope it works. After that explanation, I too hope that <laughs> Epic wins, because yeah, that is, I didn't realize that they had such a power arc on their phone but again if you're choosing to buy an apple phone you are opting into the fact that you can only use things on an apple service you you are as a consumer opting in but Mm -hmm. as a developer you like this is where that that whole like the gray area comes i guess and you know what is is it does it make it a monopoly over the iPhone, like, can you have it a monopoly over your own product, over your own thing? Yeah, yeah that's I the don't... thing. Going back, like, I don't think that they can win this because there are the argument's going to be, okay, you just don't put your thing on, don't put your game on the the product or the service that you don't agree with, which sucks for Epic because they're going to take a big hit on people who are playing Fortnite on the phone. But yeah. but it's Apple's prerogative because it's their their console. It's their device you know their service yeah so we, we were talking about this before we started the podcast obviously and i brought up the x cloud is not going to be mm-hmm. did not get approved by apple to be on iphones right now you can have x cloud which is xbox's 
cloud streaming thing on an Android. It's like in beta, but yeah. Apple didn't approve it. And at first, I was thinking, okay, so these things aren't related, but they now they it after talking about it, related. they are very related. And I think we could see some other. Com- I think we could see Microsoft maybe get involved in this case mm-hmm. to say, hey. Like yes, we're not doing what Epic Epic does, but we are. They're denying us to have this app on their store. Is this you know falls into the things that is cited in this court case, yeah, or whatever. Microsoft so, has a quote. Sorry, let me read this real quick. Microsoft has a quote about uh, Game Pass mm-hmm. getting denied or XCloud getting denied on iOS. It says Apple stands alone as the only general purpose platform that denies customers from cloud gaming and game subscription services like Xbox Xbox Games Pass. And it, it consistently treats gaming apps differently, applying more lenient rules to non-gaming apps, even when they include interactive content. So yeah, Apple has some weird beef with game services. It's like I was going to mention, so do you think they're going to try to pull the argument of you only don't want it on there because there's a way for you to not make money from it now. Like it's some kind of like along that argument, like same reason for xCloud, like, oh, we don't want that on here because we can't make enough money off of it. The Their lawyers are going to probably come up with some pretty cool stuff. <laughs> this um, is That's like the exact thing that Steve was trying to argue about Microsoft and, and Master Chief and Smash. Smash. Yeah, like what do they have to gain? Like trying to prevent other companies from making money. Yeah. That, that's Apple. Off, off their yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. And it's like, but that does apply to Apple. How's whereas, that iPhone treating you, Steve? <laughs> his his iPhone and his, his Apple Watch? Yeah. Do you know Steve wears two watches? I learned this the other day. At the same time? Yeah, on both wrists. I never noticed One's that. a regular watch, one's an Apple Watch. And apparently one time he went to look at the time on one watch. It wasn't working, so he held up the other <laughs> wrist to look at the other time. <laughs> Ask him to tell you the story. It's pretty fun. I will. Um, yeah, this is nuts, and uh, it's still developing. So Probably I'm sure we'll we, we won't know the outcome for this for like two years. Yes, but we <laughs> will get more information yeah. within the next I'm week. Not, dude, so I'm that's sure. two years of people without Fortnite. <laughs> I'm sure we will get more information of this, and we'll talk about it uh, in the upcoming week, probably for sure. Uh, but that is all I have for news. So, is you got something? I had one thing. Okay. Because we talk about the release dates of of consoles enough, mm-hmm. but uh, now that we're all PC gamers, Woo! it sh- I feel like it's important to bring up that on August thirty first, Nvidia is revealing the Nvidia. Did you just pronounce it Nvidia? Nvidia. Nvidia. <laughs> I prefer Nvidia. <laughs> I don't care what you prefer. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> going on the pad. Nvidia. <laughs> Anyways, it sounds uh, like something Jamie Lee Curtis is going to advertise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> yogurt. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, we got them. They're coming out with their new. Uh, they're releasing. <laughs> they're releasing. Not, they're going to talk about the new generation, the three thousand series of cards. Already, the th- th- the three eighty, the thirty eighty. Wow. Wow. That's yeah, fun. it's been it's been three years since the two thousand series came out. Yeah, really. I that still was have three a, years ago. Maybe it was two years ago. Do they, don't I they come out every it was two last years? year? Dude, time has been meaning us. Yeah, this year. They, no, they, they do it every two years. It's okay. still March. Uh, well, <laughs> so the, it, I don't think they'll come out until either early next year or late late this year. Okay, and it'll be like the three, the thirty eighty will come out, and then next year like the thirty seventy and the thirty fifty and the thirty sixty. So you know, what whatever. you're saying is nobody buy a PS five or an Xbox and just buy a thirty eighty. Yeah, why why buy or don't buy both and buy a thirty eighty? 
Yeah, right. Uh, but that's the big thing is uh, so it's the reveal. They're hoping for a release date, a price point, because people have say, are they going to be more expensive than the last series? Are they going to be around the same? People are hoping for around the same because I think the 2080 Super is seven ninety nine, uh, which for a top line card is expensive, but not too expensive when you consider like a uh, Titan or a uh, 2080 Ti is like twelve thousand dollars. Yeah. What? Twelve thousand? No. No. Twelve hundred. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, the Titan might be two thousand um, dollars, but I don't. Yeah. I'm as someone who is been waiting to build to rebuild their pc i'm excited for this news because if they're coming out this fall i might not bother with a P- xbox i might just get a ps5 oh i mean i had no intention of getting yeah. an xbox anyways were you ever going to play anything on your xbox? i was maybe going to get an xbox there's no point play what? a nice pc but that's the thing is my pc is is i'm now at the, like the lower end of specs uh. now and my theory is that specs are going to jump this generation so you can hop onto what they currently are once they do jump. Right. Because I, I, I have to up, I'm going to have to upgrade everything. I'm going to have to upgrade my CPU. I'm going to have to upgrade my motherboard. I'm going to have to upgrade my RAM. And I'm going to have to upgrade my graphics card. So I haven't like updated a, my PC in like two years. That's like a $1,200 investment. Yeah. I think I have a 1070. That's what. I, so I have a 1070. Okay. I just upgraded but, to a 1070. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was at like a 720 but, or something. What do you have for a, a CPU? Like how old is your CPU? Uh, when you helped me build my computer in 2015. <laughs> so yeah, you're probably gonna need uh, <laughs> Derek's face. Uh, um, computers are cause, expensive because if your requirements are gonna jump. I you was telling so? Dante this yesterday. He's like talking about getting a new computer, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, requirements are gonna jump in the next like year or two. Like, you might be you might be good for this year and maybe half of next year, but after that, like, you're gonna be on low end specs because the new consoles are that much powerful. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to yeah, it. My eyes can't tell the difference. Your guy, it doesn't matter about your eyes. It matters about your processing. Yeah. All right. With my the eyes heater kicking the, my on, my eyes can't tell the difference for that either. With the heater kicking on, let's take a break, and when we come back, we will talk about what we've been playing. All right. Okay, we have returned, and we're going to briefly talk about what we've been playing lately, but none of us have been playing anything new in particular. Uh, Derek said he had something that he wanted to briefly touch on. Real quickly, I'll just say that I'm still playing Ghost of Tsushima. I'm playing Paper Mario and uh, League of Legends and Smash, and that's really it. There's nothing new to add. Ghost of Tsushima is still great. Paper Mario is still funny. League of Legends still infuriating, and Smash Brothers is also still infuriating. A video <laughs> game. Um, all right, Derek, what did you want to talk about? Well, uh, the quick Assassin's Creed Odyssey update. I am really close to finishing it, Ooh. and it feels really good. Nice. Uh, it feels good to be like, close to being done, or it feels good to be playing it. Definitely it, the former. The fact that I'm close to be done is making me excited to play the game. Okay. Uh, in my last session. I finally got to a point where I have like a assassin build. Um, there's so I, th- there's like the cultist system, and when you kill a certain amount of them, they all give you like themed gear, and then it's like legendary gear, and it's like really good, and then it has like a bonus stat. So I've got that one that's like assassin themed and equipped it, and now I can just walk through every like base camp whatever, and just just assassinating people and stealth killing people, and it's. It, I finally feel like I'm playing an Assassin's Creed game. 
after and I only have another like ten hours left. After how many <laughs> hours? You're like fifty? Thirty five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, I hit a sweet spot the other day that made me like actually really, really enjoy my play session with it, which was cool. Um, but the only other thing is I played a little bit of Rocket League oh. yes. uh, the other day with Dante and former emailer Allie. Um, and that was a ton of fun. I hadn't played Rocket League in a long time. I don't. Do you guys play? Oh, yeah. I haven't played it myself. I haven't played in a while, but I, I used to play it a bunch. So I used to play a lot. Allie is an esports coach at the school he works at. Huh. Huh. Whoa! And one now? of this. Wait, wait, wait! We have to have Ali on to talk <laughs> about being an esports coach for a high school. That's incredible, <laughs> Ali. If you listen to this episode, uh, text us or, or te- get in touch with Derek or me and talk because we want to have you on to talk about this because that's so cool. <laughs> what? Okay, go on. So one of the things I think, and it might be their primary game is is was was Rocket League. Really? Um, so he like knows like a good about, and I you know, like I didn't know there was strategy in Rocket League. So he was kind of like lightly coaching Dante and I into playing and. Like once we had some like things down, like ro- we were like rotating constantly, and um, we were doing pretty good. Like I think we we uh-huh. ended up playing the same group of like four th- or three other people for like a six match or it felt like six matches, and we were like trading, trading, and then once we finally got in our groove, we were like crushing them. Nice. But it was it was fun. I it was like, well, wow, I forgot how fun this game is to like play with other people. Ali should teach my. Uh teammates in solo you had to rotate because they <laughs> don't fucking know i don't think he's a league of legends coach no i meant rocket league oh uh, rocket league yeah oh, okay. i used to play a lot of ranked rocket league oh, okay. i i peaked at like whatever the the highest platinum rank is okay and i got diamond and rumble i, I guess like a, he was saying a few a few of his players are were champion ranked. Grand, grandmaster, grand champion, whatever. It was the one below grand champion, because that, then they so one time played like. I think that's like, just champion. Yeah, I think it's just champion. And then they he was talking about how they the one time they played a school where like they had most of their players were grand champion and they got destroyed. And, like that's really? how crazy like the skill level is. But Damn. yeah, he yeah if we if he ever wants to come on, uh, he can talk much more about that Make experience. That'd be awesome. League, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was it. Cool. Adam, you said you had one quick thing you wanted to touch yeah, on? Yeah, it's the only thing different this week is I started playing Deep Rock Galactic again. Ah, uh, nice. Uh, the dwarf mining yeah. thing. It's honestly a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Basically, uh, there are four different classes, and my friends want to do what's called a deep dive, which is like an upper level of difficulty, like more things to do in the mission. But to do it, you need to get one of your classes level 25, then do missions to, uh, what's the word? Like uh, upgrade the class. Like Yeah, so you're like at the right, like... Like your level or you, whatever. You have to get it promoted because, yeah. like, the whole point is you work for a mining company. So, like, oh, you need to prove to us you're good enough before we promote you to be able to do this type of work. But in the meantime, I'm just going through because you can level up and get different weapons as you go mm-hmm. and different cosmetic stuff. So I'm playing the scout lately. And I love it because the scout has a grappling hook. So I can just kind of zoom across the map okay. really quickly. But, yeah, it's the only thing different. So I'm just trying to grind through that. Cool. Andrew, did you nope. didn't have anything you want to touch on? All right. Well, let's just move on then to our main topic for the episode, the stagnation of the Pokemon franchise. Something that we talked a lot about in episode zero. We did, but uh, so what triggered this for me is I was sitting in bed last night uh, or two nights ago and... Every, like what I like to do while I'm going to bed is I'll just open up my laptop, click on YouTube, and just see what the recommended. Usually it shows eight videos. See what those are. If nothing interests me, uh, I'll hit the refresh and kind of 
keep going until I see something that I like. Uh, and a video popped up that says the downfall of the mainline Pokemon games. It's 20 minutes long, 26 minutes long. And I thought to myself, okay, I'll give, I'll give this a watch. Why not? It's a, it's a decent length. I like Pokemon. I, I didn't feel super great about Pokemon Sword and Shield. So let's give it a look. And so I watched it in its entirety. And then I shared it with you guys because it made me realize that we've been playing the same exact game for the last 25 years. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon has I knew that. I I like I knew it deep down, but I never wanted to fully <laughs> admit it to myself. Uh but if you think about it, the way this video kind of lists what you do in every single Pokemon game, you are a child from the ages like 10 to 13, 10 to 12, somewhere in that yeah. time range. You have one parent usually. You leave and go talk to the professor in your hometown, which you are usually new to this town. You get one of three types of Pokemon, grass, fire, or water. You have a rival that takes the opposite end. You need to travel across the country, gaining eight badges. You have six Pokemon at any given time. You have a PC in which you can swap out these Pokemon. Your Pokemon have four moves that you can learn new moves. And your Pokemon get uh, level up and evolve. And you ha- once you get the eight badges, you have to face an Elite Four. And then, so I, the video was just listing off all of these things that the Pokemon games have just maintained through, what are we on, eight generations of Pokemon games mm-hmm. now? Yeah. yeah. They've almost followed that formula to a T. And what they do every game is they make it look a little bit nicer. They add one or two more mechanics. They add... A hundred to whatever new Pokemon. Yeah, ranging from... I think one of the lowest ones was like... There's only like 50 new Pokemon in Gen... I think that was... Four? Seventy. Gen six, six sounds X about right. X and Y didn't add a lot there of There wasn't new. a lot of new ones, no. I want to say. Yeah, the big, I think you're The right. biggest was 150, which was both the original one. They tried to do like a semi-reboot for Gen 5 and kind of... black go, and white, right? They yeah, had a, black a full and white, new Pokedex. Black and white had that gimmick where... Hey, for the until you beat the Elite Four, you'll see nothing that you've seen previously. Yeah, which is cool. But yeah, the general idea, like the the battle mechanics, have not changed a single time. The general structure of what you're doing in the game, the basic story, it's like bad guys try to do <laughs> bad things, uh, and then there's a legendary Pokemon who's going to destroy the world Who until you do something m- to stop them. Might be part of those plans. Who knows? Yeah, it's. Uh, it's they've all got matching suits. Yeah, it's cra- they're all te- uh, part of an evil team. <laughs> it's crazy that I never kind of put together that all of these games are exactly the same, but when we played Pokémon Sword and Shield last year, I what? I said I got 3 badges and then fell off and decided I don't want to be doing this anymore cuz not only is the game the same every single iteration, they seem to be getting easier every single iteration too. I will definitely argue that it's easier because you guys and I beat it just for yeah. the record. And you'll even find later that usually like you'll like fight the evil team leaders and stuff. And like in past games they used to be like a challenge because they had these varied teams. Like they're doing this thing now where even like the other NPCs are all specialists in a type. Like mm. you had two extra rivals in the game too. There were like three rivals in that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and aside from your main rival we actually had a varied team. I hated all of them. Yeah. No, like each one was a type specialist. Like, oh, cool, you're using psychic types. Well, I've got a ghost type, so I win. Yeah, I will beat you with this one ghost type. Even in the last two generations, your rival has taken the type that's weak against you. Yeah, they changed the formula to make it even easier by the rival being easier to beat than hard to beat. Do you remember Gen 2 when you had to fight Whitney? 
Yeah. Oh the god. Third Whitney. gym leader. She Whitney's, was a beast. Whitney's Miltank. That was yeah, one of the hardest nightmares. One of, it was like one Roll of the out. hardest challenges in all of Pokemon, and that just doesn't exist anymore. There was, I think, up until that point, because she had normal type, and they're weak against fighting type, and the and only fighting type that you could get up to that point was a Machop, and you had to like do a special sequence of events to get the Machop. So you either need to do this special sequence of events to get this one Pokemon that will help you in this situation, or put in a lot of effort to become stronger than uh, this trainer and like arts outsmart them. That just doesn't exist anymore. Now you can just play and just have whatever Pokemon you want in the front and just teach them whatever the new strongest move they level up, uh, they learn from leveling up. And, and, every, and other, every other NPC is like, oh, hey, let me heal your Pokemon. That was the other thing in Pokemon Gold uh, or Sword and Shield is there were NPCs everywhere you would just talk to and they would yeah. heal your Pokemon randomly. Where a lot of the struggle in the earlier games was pushing through like getting to a certain point being like do i want to to go back through this route and and heal or do i want to try and keep pushing forward exactly and it was like a micromanagement of the health of your pokemon now that's not even a, a factor so on top of the formula being exactly the same the the gameplay itself has gotten repetitive and boring and too simple but it's mindless at this point like i'll even acknowledge like a lot of the like while the overall does look better like remember back in like gens like one, two, three, and four were like all the caves were like these really complex and you kind of find your way through. They're like puzzly. And, puzzly, or like yeah. and now in, in Gen 2, the ice caverns. That yeah, was another thing yeah. about Gen 2 is they, they, the dungeons and stuff were actual, yeah, like you're saying, puzzles. And you had to put thought into yeah. getting... I know the ice dungeon in particular is <laughs> is like the nightmare of a lot of kids my age back Honestly, then. Honestly, though, I loved, so I loved figuring my way through those. Oh, but I now, loved it. Nowadays, you go into a cave and like, Wow, it's a straight line yeah. with three trainers that I can't avoid. Yeah. I remember how spending interactive. hours trying to figure out how to get through Victory Road, and now it's they, just they like were like stressful events. You had to yeah. be prepared as a like you know. Oh, do I like, have enough potions? Do I have enough? Like stuff? yeah, like like into like, Gen Gen Four was the first time I ever beat the Elite Four. So I remember going into it, like you climb the waterfall, you get to Victory Road. Like yeah, do I have four stars? Do I have revives? Am I prepared to go through this gauntlet of a all the tough trainers of the fully evolved Pokemon I'm going to fight through? And B, figuring out how the fuck to get through here in the first place. Exactly. And then at the end, when you think you're done, then your rival shows up and he doesn't heal your Pokemon. You have to like anticipate it coming. Yeah. It's yeah. like And he's strong and he will kick your ass. And like you have to train to get good as opposed to just waltzing through the entire game in a straight line with having no challenge. Yeah. And so it took what was a difficult like actual a difficult RPG that is requires a lot of thinking and uh, planning out what your team is going to be, having a well-rounded team and having being reliant on items to now items are completely irrelevant in the Pokemon games because they just, you don't... They're so plentiful. You don't, you don't get hurt either. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the playing, the, the, the 20 or so hours of playing teaches you all you need to know so that you're like ready... Whereas like these new games, you already like you already feel like you know everything the minute you start playing, and it's not because we've been playing the same game for for twenty or thirty years or whatever. It's because, it's because they've like they're making the games that much easier. They're taking out all that complexity. There's no nuance to it, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Even like getting late game, I will admit, fighting Leon, the champion for Sword and Shield, he actually like almost kicked my ass. Like his first Pokemon, I managed to wipe out half my team hmm. he was a solid challenge i'll admit that but then even leading up to him like because you guys do you guys care about minor spoilers at this I point don't, i don't care so it's there's pokemon so <laughs> yeah there's no elite four in the huh. end it's actually a tournament style bracket of whoever has managed to beat the eight gyms and the gym leaders themselves 
So it's kind of Elite Four-esque. But it's like an go, Elite Three. Hmm. It's like an Elite Three. Yeah, fight your way through tournament style. So like you fight, you know, like one of the couple of gym leaders then like one of your rivals. But that I like to that, like that's earn a, you, you earn your cool place concept. To, yeah, like, you're not cool. the only person doing these things. Yeah, but like the game but overall yeah, was like, just fails to. Yeah, it was too easy because mm. even amongst your well, rivals, aside from your main rival, everybody specializes in one type, which just takes out all the strategy. Like, what's he gonna send in? Oh wait, it's another water type. My grass type's good. But I yeah. think more so the point of the of this kind of feeling that we've had is that it doesn't matter how they go about contextualizing it it's still just the same basic formula it's turn-based yeah, and is a good point you have yeah. the advantage so you're gonna win it's like yes it's cool you know at first glance that it's a tournament but it's also like if you think about it you're just fighting a couple people in a row still yes and the thing that was coolest to me about sun and moon and this is like still when i was still I was I was still glazed over and in, in, in love with Pokemon when Sun and Moon came out and I was like oh everything they're doing here is awesome you know it, when in Sun and Moon you create the championship and you are the champion it's the only game in the franchise that actually acknowledges that you have become the champion and then when you go back and fight through the Elite Four people are challenging you and yeah. that was awesome but it's, it's the, the same, same still <laughs> yeah I think Sun and Moon was a good step towards doing something a little bit different because there weren't eight gyms. There were the four... Uh, the, the island trials? Yeah. Trials, yeah, and, like, there was an actual, uh, like, like uh, mission that you had to accomplish before you faced yeah. the... the uh, they weren't gym leaders. What were they called? The, the trial captains. The kahunas? The big kahuna? Yeah, the kahunas. The big kahunas. <laughs> it was trial but if captains you, and then kahunas. Yeah, but if... You, wait, is kahuna right? I was, it was making... It, I, that was a joke. No, they are actually called <laughs> kahunas. It. Um... Uh, but it's the same thing where if you take a step back and look at the bigger picture, it's just a gym puzzle and a gym leader with a new True. coat of paint. Yeah. Um, so after this realization, this awakening that I've had that all the Pokemon games are just the same and not very interesting anymore. And on top of being the same are progressively getting easier and easier to the point of it basically more playing like itself just more stale. Um, it made me think, okay, let's come in here as a group who are now all aware of this kind of fact and bumming about it. And let's, let's think about what the Pokemon company and Nintendo would have to do to change the formula to get it to a point where it would actually interest us again. Because at this point, if they make another Pokemon game that is in this same formula, it might be the first Pokemon game that I do not buy. I, I think I'm kind of with you on that one. So we're basically going to try to see like, how can they, how can Pokemon get its Breath of the Wild moment? And for some yes. for some reason, I played through both Sword and Shield because I hate myself. <laughs> uh, but um, so after playing through that game twice, I'm thoroughly done. Yeah. So one of the things that he brought up in that video was that um, because of the like yearly release schedule of mainline Pokemon games, uh, was that they like the team didn't have time to innovate for a console. Um, a console, uh, like a game of a console size, and and you're talking and about uh, show. Um, they couldn't create their breath. They didn't have time to create a Breath of the Wild of Pokemon. You're talking about Sword and Shield specifically, right? Yes, for yes. Sword and Shield okay. specifically. Um, and which, so hearing that, I thought like uh, that was my first second of well, like giving Game Freak Pokemon Company the benefit whatever, of the doubt. A little, yeah, like okay, but I mean, I I haven't played Sword and Shield and. Every time I think about buying it and playing it, I think about you guys talking about it, and mm -hmm. I realize 
no, I don't want to play that. I I the last Pokemon game I think I completed was X and Y. Okay. Uh, I couldn't get through. I don't even think I beat the first island in in Moon. Oh wow! Course, because uh, I couldn't get past like the handholding of the beginning of the game and yeah, how that long game that is takes. Very handholdy. That um, game is a long ass tutorial. And then I also had bought uh, Omega Ruby, and because I loved Ruby and mm-hmm. Sapphire, but I like even at that point, I think I was just like so done with that kind of game that I just like didn't even finish it. But anyways, yeah, I like. I think there are things they can do to make this series appealing again, and I think maybe there's a chance they'd know that too, but I don't know. I, I'd like to hear. The so thing, the thing is, while we are having this discussion as for like-minded individuals on this topic, yeah, the larger gaming industry doesn't see it that way because Pokemon Sword and Shield are some of the best-selling Nintendo yep. games on the Switch. Yes. Yeah. They're like ranked number five overall for If sales. you combine them, yeah, they're Which, like that, in the they, top five for sure. So they have absolutely <laughs> no reason to even change anything, yeah. which is very unfortunate. And one important point that the video uh, that we watched makes is that there's so much more in the world of Pokemon yes. than the video games. Mm-hmm. The video games just happen to be the introduction to new things, specifically new Pokemon. So what they do is they create new Pokemon in the video games, which spawns new plushies for them to sell, new card games for them to sell, more anime episodes for them to make, uh, like more toys for them to... So It's a big merchandising opportunity. Exactly. So it just seems like what they're phoning, phoning it in on the video games now because they're going to make their money on the games because people are going to buy them anyways. And then they can make so much money from all of just the new Pokemon themselves that they're putting in each new generation going forward. They don't need to like, they haven't had a need to innovate because they're still making more and more money with each version, even though they're not doing anything different. And it's like, think about like, it took us 20 years to make this realization. Yeah. Think about like the kids who are playing Pokemon Sword and Shield as and their first Pokemon right, games, right, and they to them. they won't have this realization maybe for the next twenty years, maybe ever. Yeah. You know, I still have friends who are my age who played Sword and Shield and absolutely loved it. My roommate Jordan got every single Pokemon in the Pokedex, completed the Pokedex, put like ninety hours into that game, and I was I I was like you know around him while he was doing it, and I just thought to myself, why? Uh, yeah, anytime I would go over uh, our buddy Nick's house, uh, who he used to live with, he was always playing it, and I'm just he was just doing raids, and I was just thinking to myself, why are you playing this? Is this fun for you? And to this day, I still see uh, our friend Old Nick. He's, like, playing really? Pokemon Shield. I don't know what he's doing. I should text him and see, but the other day I went on and I played a couple rounds of Smash, and he was still playing Pokemon Shield. Damn. After all this time, almost a year, and I'm just like, what are you still doing in that game? <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's move on, and if... Let's talk about some ideas that we think they would need to do to get us back in to like revitalize the franchise for the video games, at least to make them interesting and do something that's not (laughs) what they've been doing. I think the first step is to take the Assassin's Creed approach and stop doing yearly releases releases. and move to a more uh, liberal schedule where... There is less crunch, like we discussed earlier, mm-hmm. uh, and you give your developers time to make your game more than just a copy-paste. I think it's a good point. I know uh, after Sun and Moon, because it went Alpha, Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, and then Sun and Moon, right? Yes. Because yeah. it went then... XY, 
Omega Ruby out. Omega yeah, Ruby, yeah. Alpha Sapphire, Sun and Moon. Those were one year after another after yeah, another. And then Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. That's right. Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon yeah, came like out the year after. Four-year stretch of and, one a year. And then there was – so there was one a year for, I think, since like 2010. I think since Soul Silver has come out, there's been one a year. Uh, up until Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, I think they took two years off to make Sword and Shield, that's correct? Probably, that's and that was, and I think the to, only reason for that is because it's the Switch. Because yeah, they it, jumped to – They weren't having to use the new software. Let's go Pokemon. That's that's right. Out. Oh, oh, right. I, so I think it was two years from uh, – Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon would have been twenty. That would have been twenty sixteen, and then Let's Go came out in twenty eighteen. Sword and Shield came out twenty nineteen. So yeah, they're still two years apart. There was, I think, I specifically remember seventeen. Ultra Moon came out. No, and I think twenty sixteen. Sun, uh, Sun and Moon came out. I remember sending an email to Nintendo Voice Chat when I lived in Sandy Lane. So that would Ultra been, Sun, Ultra Moon was twenty seventeen. That was 2017. Okay, so maybe 2016 there wasn't one. Because I sent an email saying, there's no new Pokemon game this year. What should I do? I've played a new Pokemon game every year for the last six years. I don't think there was a Pokemon game released in 2016. Uh, if Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon was 2016. But was it 2015? Was there so, no but maybe Did you not play know. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon? I didn't play Ultra Sun yeah, and Ultra so Moon. Maybe that's why you thought there was no. Or like, did you maybe. Because like, it was just Sun and Moon, wasn't it? It was like, it was like that. Uh, the platinum version, like same thing, but yeah, added yeah. some stuff. Um, okay, so get away from annual releases. There was a small gap, right, between uh, Ultra Sun. No, because that was 2017, 2018. Okay, so there wasn't a gap, is what we're saying. There wasn't a gap. There's been a it new. Was 2015, version. there was no Pokemon. 2015. Okay, okay, I knew there was, there was no one no year in there that there was no yep, Pokemon. Between game. Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which was 2014, and Sun and, and, Moon, Sun and Moon, which was 2016. Okay. And I think that that was very evident because Sun and Moon was the first game where they did something a little where they did something different. Yeah. So okay, we're not getting a Pokemon game this year. As far as we know. As yeah. far as we as know. As far as we know, yes. Um, so but could, could this be the reset we need? They Pokemon did have Gun. Dev time on, on the, they did the expansion. They are doing the DLC still, so they're so technically still, still working on it. Still and working th- on there's so still that, one to gonna, come out. Yeah, I, I've been playing the other one. It's, it's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm more excited for the second one. It Maybe that's like what Nick was still. doing, playing the DLC. Uh, that's a good point. I didn't consider that. Um, so, Okay. So we think they definitely need more development time in between. Yeah, because yes. it, def- it definitely, I agree with the point being made that being on that yearly schedule does not leave a lot of room to toy Innovate. with new things. Like, you're going to stick to what you have, just reskin it. Yeah. Okay. So that is, that's a, ne- a necessity in order to make changes. So what changes do they need to make? Like how drastic do you guys think that's the hard they part? Go here. So I don't think that they would go. I think we need to for at least whatever the next one is going to be, keep it reasonable. Like we can't just say, oh, just make a big MMO because one, that's never going to yeah. happen. Two, that's not going to be as good as everyone thinks it's going to be. It's I think it's going to be a very difficult task to Breath of the Wild Pokemon. Yeah, and the, I feel like the only way at this point that the general community would accept it is if it's their dream game where oh you go to all the regions but we know that's probably that's never, gonna, never happen. gonna happen i think what they could do is have it be breath of the wild open world and you kind of start in the center of the map and there's like different sections that are biomes basically and you can go to the desert area and there's ground pokemon and maybe like have like a mixture so there's like ground and iron pokemon or steel pokemon there and then you can go to this ep- section and it's ghost and 
in psychic Pokemon. And like there are pres- like representative gym leaders. I don't know if they're gyms still. I don't like that's another thing. Like, do you keep see? That's gyms? the thing. I feel like you could just like Pokemon as a universe. You could just use the IP and just completely wipe the slate. No gyms. No Elite Four. No like region. Mm-hmm. But then what and would just, you do? I don't know. That's the thing. But so do something I, different than that. No, it still needs to focus around catching the Pokemon, making a team, and all the stats, and well, battling yeah. people. That's still really important. I'm sure you could do that, but but just not. What if it's not about like becoming the best? What if it's about uh like there's a crisis or there's a war or something, and you're fighting? But is that still a mainline game, or is that closer uh, to Colosseum and XD yeah, Gale like of Darkness? Why can't they be one and the same? Because they, th- I, I, I guess I'm just I'm sticking to with what our topic is, which, which is, is how do they fix the mainline Pokemon, Pokemon games. games? They have made tons of Pokemon games that aren't mainline Pokemon games that do cool things. That's very true. Like we we have a Snap new game coming out this year, maybe new Snap. Did new you ever Pokemon play Pokemon Snap. Conquest? It was a Pokemon Tactics game on the DS. Oh, yeah. That game was so cool. Pokemon Puzzle League is the best video game of all time. Yeah. Yeah, so at a certain point, if you're straying like that far from it, I do agree with Derek. You're heading more into like like, sideline Pokemon game. But it's still the same premise of uh, you are going out, you're collecting Pokemon, you're raising a team. It could still be the six Pokemon, but maybe have the battle system be a little bit different. And maybe the goal... like in Colosseum, it was all double battles. Yeah, maybe have the goal... And there were Shadow Pokemon. I think you can still have it be a mainline Pokemon game without the goal being become the champion while also defeating an evil organization. I think you still have to kind of have it fit this formula of of building, becoming the best. Okay. I think the minute you, you stray away from that... You stray away from the like core idea of not just the games, but but Pokemon as a whole. Got to the catch anime. them all. Well, I want to be I, the very best, like no one ever. I was. think they started straying straying away from got to catch them all when they didn't when they made eight hundred Pokemon and didn't put all but, of them okay, in the that, games. Like that's I'm okay. I feel okay with that because eight hundred is a lot, and that's a dumb thing to <laughs> to like stick to. That like. If you're the kind of person that feels like they need to catch every single Pokemon every single time in every single game, you need to find a new hobby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I haven't done it. And and you have a, and you have a problem? That, they spent hours shiny hunting. Like, yeah, yeah. Ugh, I don't have the patience. I so we talked about black and white mm-hmm. and how, and I think black and white is the last Pokemon game I really really liked and how black and white were really good. I think Adam, you mentioned it. There are no non-new Pokemon until you beat the Elite Four. That's such That's a good concept. That's the kind of experience I think these games need. I mean, but part of the reason that worked is because Black and White added the most new Pokemon of right. any generation. It was, yeah. it was a solid 150 new, which brought you back to the feeling of the original 150. 156. It was 156, really? Uh-huh. Oh. Here's the most uh, controversial opinion. Don't put the old Pokemon in the game. I would be 100. And it makes sense. Every time I play a Pokemon game, where I can catch Pokemon that wasn't black and white, and I can catch Pokemon that have existed since Gen 1, I catch an Eevee and evolve it into an Espeon. I catch a Lucario. I catch yeah, a Trapinch yeah. and get it into a fly. I get the same team with maybe one or two new ones. I take the opposite approach. Whenever there's a new region, like on, on replays, yeah, I'll do old stuff, but I always try to make sure my team is just new things. See, I at least, I don't have I at least try and choose my favorites of the new Pokemon, but a lot of the times there's just not a, really a lot that stand out to me. There, yeah. were, there were some in Sword and Shield that I really liked, yeah. uh, but for the most part, I do still find myself falling back into the pitfalls of, oh, hey, the, I like that guy. 
I'll add him to my team. To, and, my team every game. And then I and then I start you know metagaming it. I, yeah. And I and I'm like, okay, what type do I need? What like you know moves do I need to learn? And and, and at that point, I'm thinking about it too much like a video game and not uh, not okay. as an experience. Yeah. Like yeah. I exactly. Actually, can I go on a slight tangent? Sure. Stop making the starters humanoid. <laughs> Stop making the starters fire grass and water. Do something. Do fighting psychic dark. That'd be cool. Like, still make That'd it be try. awesome. I was more going off of like we're encroaching da- like dangerously close to furry territory here with some yeah, of these yeah, starter freaking form of uh, like Sobble. Sobble had so much potential to be really cool. And then oh, he's this lanky looking weirdo. Yeah. James Bond sleuth. Here's another kind. Like, don't one. don't get gimmicky with all your themes on the starters. Just what happened to just like my cabbage dinosaur? I want my cabbage dinosaur. Cabbage back. frog. <laughs> Callback. Stop making new Pokemon. I mean, I know this is hypocritical to just what, what I just said, but he, another idea. Stop making new Pokemon, and I think we talked about this last week. Start making new games in old areas yeah. that are new oh. experiences. That's the other thing is if you did controversy. Yeah, this is like the uh, hypocritical to what we've been saying, but if you just made a, a red and blue too, which we brought up before, and you go back to Kanto, and it's similar but the world is different, but it's still puzzle-based uh, world exploration, and like, the Pokemon are there. But maybe, like, the Pokemon that we know kind of similar to, um, like, Galar Pokemon and Alolan maybe Pokemon. Maybe they've changed a bit. Maybe the Pokemon themselves have adapted over the years in, you know, like, what actual evolution yeah, is. Yeah, what animals do. Yeah, maybe maybe new, new Pokemon have migrated there yeah. like you know maybe the which the which has to make sense since for some reason every region after kanto every every region's pokemon preceding it has migrated to the new region yeah where uh, but it doesn't work it in the other diverse. way i always thought it'd be cool like yeah go back to kanto but like expand the map a little bit don't make it the same map yeah, like add they've some new de- areas. They've developed, you know? add some new yeah, areas. Like, like, oh, we, and they did that in black and white, we, too. Yeah. We demolished the seafoam islands and turned them into a, a resort. <laughs> or, like, you know, do something. Or, like, there's we discovered a new section uh, yeah. off to the west yeah. of Pewter City yeah. or something. And even and though I think that... It. I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, though, is like no matter how you contextualize it, like as long as the gameplay formula is still the same, then I feel like we're going to feel the same way. Yeah. So, yeah. so here's but, but the but I think it would be more acceptable if they did that because the things that are the same would be fine because they are literally the same. Yeah. So I want to go back, Derek, uh, to my point of you were saying that the the whole premise of the Pokemon games is to become the very best, to become the champion, like no one ever was. Yeah. So. Why can't we have a game where the goal is to become the best and the strongest, but not for the sake of just being the best and strongest? What if you have to become the best and the strongest to overcome something? Like there's some obstacle, some you overarching mean, you mean like, like, an, uh, uh, like an evil organization uh, who's no. bent on destroying the world, or uh, a Pokemon that maybe can stop time and kill everybody, or something. You mean yeah. Dialga? <laughs> something more than just like the end goal is just like, yeah, I'm the best in my region, and then that's it. It's like I need to become the best in my region to save the lives of my family or something. Step one: catch su- rats. Getting Step two: dark. kill God. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I feel like you don't need some kind of it doesn't need to be a dark like, crazy story just something different i guess i i don't want a reason to be the best you know see but like being the best for the sake of being the best is just boring now 
But I feel like that the the that the game is has never been be the best for the sake of being the best. It's always been you be the best, but also so you can stop Team Rocket, Team Lava, Team Molten, Team. They're just in your way of team being Galactic. the best. No, I mean in the That's recent the end game. There are certain games where they are the the main driving force of the narrative, like Team Plasma and Black and White. Yeah, yeah. but Black let, and White story is actually good. Let that be the end of the story, like the big climax of the story is you defeat the main bad guy not okay i beat the guy who this region de- decides is their champion so i get you you're no saying... that's how black and white was was what well, n was the champion no it, well n was i mean but you still after n, after was, that but it was also gets all after that resolves you still go fight an elite four and a champion yeah i'm saying get rid of that yeah, but I mean the like the for the all intents and purposes, the story of so that game ends when you what's when the you end fight gets us. What is the end game? What's the end game? What do you do after you stop? Collect them all. Shiny hunt. You you collect them all, Fill you the shiny Pokedex. Hunts. You open up a gym and people come and challenge you. And you have to focus I, on a specific type. I like that. That's that's a cool idea. Like, what if what if Pokemon goes an animal crossing route and you declare your like you can create your own gym and then you can like have a team uh, like you can have your gym team, which all has to pertain to a certain type. Then it's not a mainline Pokemon game. Well, hold on, hold on. So this is a cool idea, and I I, I think you would have to go along with the lines of the the newer the last two entries where gyms aren't really a thing anymore, but there's some kind of structured league uh, of some league kind of some sort. And so maybe maybe you have a and this kind of goes with uh, I think Pokemon Go with the way gyms work there. You mm-hmm. you leave a team. Right. Yeah. So, what if you could have a space that was its own multiplayer thing, and you left a team there, and that was your gym, your, your gym, for yeah. sake of a better. And I, as me as your my friend, as me as as me as your friend could go challenge your gym, or I, there's like a place where I could go to challenge random gyms. And mm-hmm. um, and what if everyone designs their own badge, and once you beat someone, you get that badge? Yeah, yeah. And you it's can like, have like a you can see thing. leaderboards of like people who have the most badges, and there could be like a queue where it's all right. I only want to like go to gyms that I haven't. Beat and the yet. elite four are the four trainers who have the most badges. Yeah, oh, and you can only beat them if you have like have a certain threshold or something. So you know. Eventually, I think I feel like there what comes if, this balancing issue where people like figure out, okay, this Pokemon with these moves, with these, st- you know, and yeah. I guess that it gives be- it becomes there's a, a meta reason. Now. It becomes a reason to have those mechanics, those those training mechanics in, so you can make your six. You can min max the best. Yeah, you can min max your six, and you know, and that's why you'd be the champion. You'd have the most min maxed team, and you have this unstoppable gym. That's such a cool thing to achieve or like to aspire for as a player uh, to have that or yeah. to be the person who beats or that. Even See, this is kind of what I thought would be really awesome if they did with Pokemon Go. If this is when what, when like, Pokemon Go yeah. got announced and I was theorizing about what they could do with the game, mm-hmm. I was super stoked for the idea of like and I was getting like way too, <laughs> too much. way too uh, out there with it, but I was like what if people rent out like a space and like open a Pokemon gym there and have real people come and challenge their gym in Pokemon in Pokemon go yeah. and shit like that. And so I thought that would have been really cool, so but I, I feel, I feel like you're going very like the online mm-hmm. route. And I think that does get messy with like technology. I guess I'm thinking more of, of like, and uh, kind of like a connected world what kind of thing? Think about uh, Ruby and Sapphire's hideout mechanic. Yes, kind of like that. 
Like I thought when I was a kid, I thought though like I could turn my hideout into a gym and have people come fight my that, gym. Yeah, right. Like that's that's a really cool cool idea. Yeah, you could make your own puzzle that they'd have to solve. Right, turn it into like a little bit of a Mario Maker, a like, Zelda Maker type all, thing. All the all the like little extra people that like could be in there could either be like uh, randomly pulled from some kind of cloud database, or you could decide okay. These people have these Pokemon of mine, and uh, I mean, yeah. It makes... What if it's like you have to like train up your trainers? Yeah, and like you like kind of like uh, in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, what happens is as you become more prestigious, people come and try to join your clan, and then you have to like manage your team and say, okay, you're really strong, and you're this class, and you have the ability to become this class, so I want you on my team. But this guy who's already on my team is kind of lackluster in comparison now, so I'm gonna let you go, mm -hmm. and like you can slowly build up your own personal gym one of the things i i was thinking about a lot uh as we're talking about this is um at the beginning of this generation uh forza announced their kind of like cloud driver thing where like the game uh learns how you drive and mm. then like uploads your driving style to the cloud and then you show up in other people's games i think that would be a really cool thing where like the game learned how you play as a trainer and your trainer got uploaded into the cloud and when you maybe every gym you go to is a randomly a random person that like at this point in the game this is how they played and you now have to so you don't you get rid of the stupid oh well i guess from a balancing perspective maybe i don't know but maybe you get rid of the fact that every gym has the same type is themed by something like maybe it is really just random people with random pokemon and you have to fight them to get going on i don't you know i yeah. like I don't know. I think I think they need to tear down the system that's currently in place and do something along the lines of like change the which is what the whole point of this discussion is is change the format. And I think we're like some of the ideas that we have here not maybe not be the exact right idea, but they're along the lines of something they need to to do. I think they're like innovative using new technology ideas, like things maybe we've seen in other games or things we've like thought about in other games. I feel like like I feel like they need to make something that they couldn't have made two generations ago. Like the, use the new technology we have. Yeah, Pokemon Sword and Shield could have been on a 3DS. Yes. It could have been. It yeah. could have been. We need a game that can only be on the Switch. So something I thought would be cool uh it was actually, this comes up because it was like back when Sword and Shield were announced, like all these rumors are going around. So something they had floating around was, so these games ended up having like the gym trials, right? Like something you had to do once you got in, but it was like basically no more than a puzzle really. When it yeah, came it's down just to a puzzle with more. a different name. Yeah. So one of the rumors floating around before Sword and Shield came out was, okay, there'll be like things you have to do before you earn the right to challenge the gym, like some kind of challenge out in the overworld. They have to go accomplish like, beat so many of this thing, catch so many of this. So, like, what if you started to add, like, other RPG elements into a Pokemon game? Yes. So, a thought I had was, uh, you've played Final Fantasy X, Andrew. Have you played mm -hmm. Final Fantasy X, Derek? No. And Adam, no. So, in Final Fantasy X, you have a party of three, and there's a turn order on the screen that you can see. And it is, okay, this person will take an action, then this person will take an action, then this person will take an action. But if the person whose turn it currently is uses haste on this teammate, instead of moving in four turns, they'll move next. So what if Pokemon turned, as opposed to just being, you have, you have a Pokemon out, your opponent has a Pokemon out, 
whatever Pokemon has the higher speed goes first on each of those turns. What if maybe, uh, because in competitive Pokemon, 2v2 battles has become the staple. Yeah. So yeah. what if the mainline games move towards a 2v2 being the staple or maybe 3v3, turn it into like a Final Fantasy style RPG where you can see the turn order and you can have, the battles are way more in depth than I choose a move, you choose a move. Okay, your guy's a little bit faster, so he goes first and then you attack. And then we just do that again over and over and over. What if the battles become more Final Fantasy RPG, classic RPGs? Because we don't get many of those anymore. The Final Fantasies are now like Final Fantasy 15 and Final Fantasy 7 Remake where they're they're more action-y. So what if Pokemon took the role of classic-style JRPG turn-based battles? Or if we really wanted to take advantage of the new hardware, do a Final Fantasy and make an action-oriented combat. Uh, an action-oriented combat Pokemon game, mm-hmm. I would make it See, not th- turn-based. I, I think that would be a spin-off at that point. If the battle's not some sort of turn-based battle, I think it then becomes a but, spin-off. But what if that? What, so what if that is the innovation? What if? Yeah. That, what if that becomes, that becomes the, the main, main line? line? What if that's the Breath of the Wild moment? Yeah. yeah do you consider uh, Final Fantasy 15 a spin-off? Because imagine being able to do a no, but I f- I see it as an evolution of thirteen. But th- I think Final Fantasy slowly got there. Whereas if Pokemon were to go from what it was in Sword of the Shield to just fully running around beating the shit out of each other, that's too big of a jump. But, well, I it think has to happen at they, some point though. There's there, there's no middle ground. Honestly, yeah. I would love to see that because how fun would it be? To, like, like people would cry foul at it first, but think of how fun it would be to be in an actual battle where you're controlling the movement. You can. You can dodge things. It doesn't come down to, uh, oh, this move had an 80% accurate rating, so did it hit you? Yes, it did. Look at that. Wouldn't it become a cooldown simulator, though? Like Xenoblade, which you and I, Adam, both don't like as a concept? Yeah, you see, Not necessarily. it doesn't have to be. Wouldn't it? Because you'd have like basic attacks, but you wouldn't want to. No, because the moves. reason that Xenoblade is an is a, is a cooldown simulator is because outside of your abilities, there is no further action. All you're doing is attacking Sitting on there. a preset timer. Like if you had whereas a in something like, like Final Fantasy 15, you have the free movement and every every other of your other options is at your command. So, like, what sure. if like certain moves for like basic attack? Like I could see like. Vine Whip or Ember being like on your basic attack button, but like yeah. something bigger wouldn't need to like maybe charge a bullet before you can use it again. Or like your D pad is your four moves, your what four special some, moves. Yeah, every Pokemon had a skill tree. Oh, God. Oh, now we're getting a little too crazy. But, but this is where they have that opportunity to kind of reboot, reset, go back to the original 150. Have it only be 150 or yeah. have it be an entirely new I, 150. If you're going to do oh, like yeah, this, an entirely new 150. I don't know. I'd kind of like to see it happen to the originals. Like, hey, here's what you know and love, but we're going to do it one better. Yeah. We're going to upgrade the combat. We're going to change the system. I've been around. a. I've, Maybe they don't, a, they don't yeah. change the gym formula yet, but they change other big things. What like, if they just stop making mainline Pokemon games? They won't. I know they, they won't, won't they but won't. like, but if we're like, if we can't think of a way for them to. I think we, we are f- thinking of ways of it. It's just about them. I know, but hypo- hypothetically, yeah. like if all the ideas that we think would be the coolest are too out there to be considered a mainline game, then why not just have them focus have all on spinoffs? Spin-off. Because they're not going to introduce new Pokemon in spinoff games. I know they won't. But, I mean, but what if that becomes the norm? Making new Pokemon. That, then but then they, they, won't, but they, then won't, they won't merchandise shit. Yeah. That's so they where their back money to comes from. Making merchandise of older stuff they haven't done in a while. Like the market's still there, I think. I don't know. Uh, the video and the, and that the we problem watched. too, 
uh, like the video said, is that everything that happens in the new Pokemon games has to in some way relate to all of the other extended media of Pokemon, like the anime and the cards. Yes. So if there were a game that had to focus, that like focused and on primarily double battles and made that the, the standard, then the anime would most likely have to reflect that. Which isn't a problem, but not like, necessarily. would the card game have to reflect double battles? Then like, oh, what are you... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That, is, that seems to be where they're going. Good way for them yeah. to make money in the but card game. I, I don't know. I still keep going back to it. You could definitely make it more of an RPG. I think having that real-time combat would be a gigantic leap forward. It'd be fun, engaging. And then in that case, like even if you're doing, like I said before, like missions out in the overworld, imagine if like, every town or city you walk into like a bulletin board for like, hey, I'm looking for a trainer to come do XYZ for me. And then when you go to do the mission out in the overworld, you actually bring your Pokemon out of a Pokeball and control its movements to okay. like accomplish a goal. So, say it goes action RPG. What happens when you have a Rattata fighting a Whale Lord? Um, yeah, true, there's some there's some balance issues there. Yeah, I think I think the variation in size of Pokemon and mo- like movement. I think there's two. They would need to do what Derek's saying and like cut back. Have a release a Pokemon game with it's only like fifty to a hundred brand new Pokemon, and that's all that's in the game for the, like something like that to work and all of those pokemon are specifically designed with the idea in mind of being an action rpg i think based on the the pokemon that currently exist it's pretty infeasible to have like a large majority of them work so, in that scenario like in the games it's right now it is feasible for a rattata to fight a whale lord correct but for what we know from watching the anime or knowing pokemon we know that whale lords are giant whales yeah, like and Rattatas are tiny and there's no actual way a Rattata could fight a whale lord. Yes. Maybe that's something they build into the games. Maybe they start treating the size and like uh strength of these Pokemon as things that like you can't fight a f- whale lord until you catch something of size that could fight a whale lord. Derek, there's nothing that can fight a whale lord. They're 40 Groudon? feet long. I don't How big is Groudon? Large? A giant rock guy? I guess, no, type. Balancing <laughs> comes into, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Like flying types can fly around a, it quickly. Yeah, I think whale lord maybe, would just need to like go extinct. Yeah, maybe they need to like rebalance the. Maybe they need to make small whale lords. And like there's the legendary whale lord that's giant. And you need to oh, go at well, it with a team of four. That's to the thing, at too. The same time or something. Is there's so much information about all these Pokemon that okay. is only matters when they want it to. Right. Like right. the sizes and, 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 and lengths of Pokemon. Do not matter at all in the games, but in but they would start to matter if you turned it into an action RPG, right? They Where Groudon, who is also a huge Pokemon in comparison to everyone else, is sixteen feet. Whale Lord is forty-seven feet. Yeah, but so, but technically, Whale Lord is a water type, and if I had an electric type, I could right what, electric. Yes, yeah. yeah. You got that. So like Pikachu could still, you know, I got a strong Pikachu. He can do a real strong Thunderbolt. My in the ar- anime, Pikachu's Thunderbolt works against everything. Yeah. My, my <laughs> argument to that, Derek, is I could I could get hit by a bolt of lightning, which in comparison to my size will kill me, or I can get shocked by like a carpet with uh, or like rubbing my socks on a carpet and then touching you, 
and it won't do anything because in relation to your size, that bit but, of electricity won't do anything. But and that would be a, uh, a Pikachu attacking a whale. But that's where the, the RPG mechanics come in where, like, you need a strong, a really strong Pikachu or, like, maybe a less strong Electabuzz to defeat a 40-foot whale lord. So we're just saying that Whale Lord would be the final boss of this theoretical yes. game we're crafting. Most likely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just blocking the waterfall up, the gr- up to Victory uh, Road. You, you go up to the top of the mountain and you find Mewtwo and then just... A Whale Lord just Whale Lord just, just <laughs> eclipses the horizon. Um. All right. I feel like we could endlessly tangent on this forever. Could, yeah. It's definitely a fun conversation. Does anyone have any like final points that they kind of want to make here on what we think they need to do? I think we've made some good... We've thrown out some good ideas in like the direction they could take it, whether it's a, an action RPG or like turn it more into a Final Fantasy style turn-based RPG. Unfortunately, or, I don't think they ever will. That's the yeah. that, okay. So let's end that here with the discussion of: Do we think the next game or any game will change the formula, or do we think that this will be Pokemon games forever? No. Yeah, this is this is, and like I said earlier, there's there's they have no reason to believe otherwise because Pokemon Sword and Shield still sold so well. I, I think the formula. Like what you're, t- what we're, we, we kind of have gone back and forth might stay the same, but I could see technology, technological things they could do to have little tiny twists on that formula that might make it fresh. Uh, I think, like, I think one of the reasons maybe you're seeing, you know, we talked about like the raids. I think are a cool step in the right direction. I haven't played Sword and Shield. I don't know how cool the raids are. They might be really dumb, but they're I think they're all right. They're a feature that is a step in the right direction for Pokemon and maybe more stuff innovative in that kind of sense the raids were cool uh, and they did some cool things with it where it's like okay if you go catch a Magikarp in raids there's an increased chance that it's going to be shiny mm-hmm. but I think that that just plays into it's it's more of a like a like a gotcha collect a, collect-a-thon thing where it's like, oh, limited time chance to get this yeah, limited yeah. time, you know, Pokemon with special stats and special moves. And and then, you know, like they used to do the, all of the, the limited time GameStop events yeah, where you yeah, could go yeah. get the legendary Pokemon through that, too. But that, that stuff's not going away. No. You know no that stuff's not going I know away. it's not. <laughs> but, it, uh, but the other problem with the raids is that the re- other rewards you got from it completely broke the main game. Okay. I did a few raids and it gave you EXP like oh, yeah. candies it gives you or whatever. Candy that can give you it can level your and guy up like thirty levels. Yeah, instantly. I literally I I think I had a level thirty or twenty nine Pokemon that I fed a bunch of candy to, not even all of my candy, and it was level sixty five. Okay. And then I swept the Elite Four with it. Yeah. I guess I, I think the concept is there, but it sounds like the execution still isn't yes. there. And it had some stuff that kind of defeats other points of the game. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, I think that's a good place for us to end. I, I like you, Andrew, think that this is what Pokemon games are going to be forever. They're yeah. not going to change it's it. Just, no it's need just all do. part of one big merchandising opportunity. Which is sad. But we'll always have red and blue. We'll always have gold and silver. Yep. We can always go back to those whenever hey, we want. We'll never know. Have, they might surprise us. I don't us. know. Nintendo... What if they made very ba- a like MOBA? <laughs> oh, wait. Right well, you're on to yeah. something. <laughs> um, all right. I guess let's do some trivia. Ooh, I wonder what the theme the, is today. The, tr- the, theme, the theme for trivia is Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> Adam has what? Been, Adam's been in a bit of a drought. Yeah. So This is my chance, This guys. is his chance to come snatch. Finally something I play. <laughs> snatch a win away from you know, uh, uh, Jeff almost has as many trivia wins as adam shut up what am i at oh. two three i'm at three what is he at four 
<laughs> He's not allowed to play for a bit. Let me get, <laughs> let me get a few wins, guys. Play more uh, video games. Just be, just get good. One of these days, I'm just going to make Adam trivia, and I'm only going to put the questions in that I know that you'll get right, and Andrew hey, will still you. somehow win. Hey. I know more than I let on. Question number one. In Pokemon Sword and Shield, what is the name of the main rival? One of my most hated characters in all of Pokemon. I wanted to punch this guy right in the dick. Me too. He's annoying. He thinks he's the greatest thing ever, and then you beat him, and he still thinks he's the greatest thing ever. No matter how many times you whoop his ass. He's not a rival. He thinks he's the greatest thing ever. Derek, you look like you're thinking real hard. You didn't get to play the game. I never played I've never played the game, yeah. so. Um, all right. Well, we're going to have you go first because you're going you're gonna to say something absolutely random. So what's your guess, Derek? Um, Tony Blair. <laughs> Andrew? Hop. Adam? His name is Hop. His name is Hop. They named the character Hop, and he's an annoying piece of shit, and I hate him. Question number two. In Pokemon Gold and Silver, only one Pokemon type isn't represented by a gym leader. What type is it? You fool. Freezy Pop. This doesn't include Fairy, obviously, because Fairy didn't exist back then. But there is one. There are 18. There 16, were at that time 17. There are 16 gyms, and there were 17 types. Uh, we're going to go with you again, Derek. What type is it? I went with Steel. Dark. Dark. It is dark. It is dark. Oh, and it was the dark. Ja- Jasmine is the steel. Adam team, and I were fantasizing over the potential dark gym for literally ten years. Really? <laughs> yeah. Until Sword it was not, it finally was did it. One of the things Sword we Shield talked was the about. First one the to have most. a dark gym. Yes. Yeah. Wow. It's wow. always been Elite Four. That's crazy. It, it shows up a shit ton in Elite Four, but never a gym until now. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize this was such a big thing for them. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me count it. It's it's been at least three different Elite Four members who have been dark types. All right. This one goes out to all the Derricks out there in the famous. Twitch plays Pokemon. What Pokemon is used to defeat Lance's Dragonite? Bonus point if you know the nickname of this Pokemon. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember when Twitch plays Pokemon was happening and yes. we, you and I were losing our minds? I feel I think we were, like, texting each other for that entire – it was, like, a two-week span of while it was happening. Yeah. We were just like, did you see that this happened? Did you see that? Oh, oh, it was insane. What a time to be alive, Twitch t- plays Pokemon. Uh, the storyline of Twitch Plays Pokemon is one of the greatest things of all time. I remember it. I super remember it being a thing, but I do. I, I don't remember. It. I don't. I didn't watch it. Yeah, no? I did. I like turned it on sometimes. I'm gonna link a video in the. Is it the Jaywitz video? Uh, the it might be 10. that one. Uh, yeah. No, no. It's like a breakdown of the entire event. Oh, okay. I, I have watched the Jaywitz one. Um, but yeah, it basically just breaks down the story that the fans created yeah. around. Um, okay, we're going to go with Adam first on this one because I don't think he knows anything about Twitch. Play. All right, what was the Pokemon that uh, Twitch used to beat Lance's Dragonite? I'm going to say something ridiculous and go with a Magikarp. Uh, okay, what was the name of this Magikarp? Mm-hmm. Magikarp used fly. Andrew? That's wh- a League of Legends YouTuber. <laughs> I know. What Andrew, what was the Pokemon that they used uh, to defeat Dragonite? Pidgeot. And what was the nickname of this Pidgeot? Uh... <laughs> Derek, what was the Pokemon that defeated? I think it was Butterfree. And what was the name of the Butterfree? It was like Alter. It was ATV or All Terrain Vehicle, or something like that. <laughs> I'm gonna give Derek one point. It I was got the nickname. It was a Venomoth. Oh, it was a Venomoth. Yeah. The nickname was ATV, and it was the All Terrain Venomoth. <laughs> yeah. Which oh is my god, the greatest. Okay, hang on. I uh, thought it was. Oh, I knew it was like ATV, but I was like, no, it's it can't be Venomoth. That's too obvious. It had to be like Butterfree, and they it, named it ATV or something. No, so all of the names are just 
absolutely random yeah. because it's just whatever the people were typing. So this is my favorite uh, thing ever. This is like the main party that they used to beat uh, the Elite Four with. We have, <laughs> oh, hold on, it's loading. We have a god, which is this Magna or uh, Ammonite, yeah, Lord Helix, <laughs> who just had the name Ammonite. There's the Messiah, also named Bird, Bird Jesus, Jesus, who is A-A-A-B-A-A-A-J-S-S. I was close. <laughs> Bird Jesus. Uh, we have an angel, which is Battery Jesus, A-A-J. We have a king, who is the Fonz, who is uh, an... A uh, Nido King named A A A A. So he's like, hey, <laughs> they call his nickname was the Fonz. There was a prince who was a uh, Lapras, nicknamed Air Jordan, whose name was Air. <laughs> and then, of course, an, an all terrain <laughs> Venomal <laughs> named A A T T V V V. Have you never seen the all, all. terrain Venomal? This is one of my uh, favorite memes ever. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, uh, sorry, this is dead radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, here it is. <laughs> it is the Spartacus <laughs> with the Venomoth's head and the, the head of a Dragonite in his hand just says, are you not entertained? So basically the premise was no one knew this, but there was a coding error where because the Venom the Venomoth was a poison type, the Dragonite only tried to use, was it Sleep Spore or some particular move? Yeah. And it would only use this move, and it wouldn't damage the Venomoth. So the Venomoth poisoned it at some point, and it took like eighty turns. But <laughs> eventually, <laughs> the Venomoth was level like thirty, maybe. Oh jeez! And it, oh man, it's a story. I'll send you the video of the story of Twitch Plays Pokemon because it is one of the most amazing things that's happened in all the video games. All right, so Derek got one point off of that. Question number four: <laughs> What level is Mewtwo when you find him in the unknown dungeon in Pokemon Red and Blue? What level is the Mewtwo in the original Red and Blue? Andrew's giving me a real dirty look. His favorite That's because there's so many questions about Pokemon where you're like, oh, in the original Red and Blue, I played the the like Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Hey man, which be changed things. Yeah. Adam looks like he knows it. Maybe, Maybe. knows it. I got a good guess. Um, Whatever. All right, we'll have Andrew go first. Andrew, seventy. Adam, I also guessed seventy. Derek, I said eighty. It is seventy. Ooh. You motherfucker! <laughs> you got it right. I know, but you were giving me the look. All right, question number five. What is Professor Oak's first name? Ooh, Andrew knows it. Adam knows it. Derek doesn't I... know it. Derek, you want to guess? John. It's, it's a no Adam? Sam. Samuel. It is Sam. Samuel he is Sam Oak. Uh, all right, Adam and Andrew both have five points, not only not knowing the Twitch Plays Pokemon question, which is the only one Derek kind of <laughs> All right, tiebreaker question. When was Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire released? Man, I just looked at a list of all the release dates. Oh. I don't, I don't know. I arbitrarily picked one kind of in the middle because I felt like you would know the first one and you'd know the more recent ones. So when did Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire? Because you didn't get into it until like, Diamond Pearl. Wait, like year? Give or? me month, day, year. Oh. Oh, yeah. Closest wins. You can go over. Andrew was really thinking about it. We'll have Derek give a random guess first because he would have actually played that game. Yeah. On the Game I, Boy Advance. I did actually play it. Em Emerald is my first. Emerald. Ooh. I'm going to say 2002. Uh, Andrew, do you have a guess? November 6, 2004. Adam. March 20th, oh, 2003. September 1st, 2002. I'll just give a date. I didn't give a date. <laughs> uh, 
You said 2003, Adam? Yeah. Derek would have been the closest. It is November 21st, 2001. Really? Uh, is that early? Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, Sapphire came out very Wait, early. When so when did Emerald come out? out? 2002. Oh. Yeah, it would have been a year really? later. And it, so when did Diamond and Pearl come out? 2004? Yeah, I think 2004 is right. No, no, no. It was way later than that. I don't think so. 2006 Ruby was Sa- Diamond Pearl. Yeah, okay. 2006, okay. Uh, Pokemon. Wait, Fire Red and Leaf Green came out. Oh, yeah, it was in between. That's right. Ruby and Sapphire, November 21st, 2002 in Japan. March 18th, 2003 in North America. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I said March 20th. What was I looking at? So I'm Pokemon. like dead on, man. What came out in 2001? Crystal came out in 2001. Uh, oops, I just wrote down the wrong number. Yeah, it's 2002. Sorry. So Derek would have been very close. I was very close. But, but Adam still wins regardless. Yeah. Woo! That Finally! Yeah, I just wrote down a one instead of a two. Adam wins his first Fire trivia green in a long time. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. All it took was Pokemon again. <laughs> yeah. For real. Hey, I'm, never, I'm never going to top a, knowing Scyther's Down to Scyther's a tiebreaker. <laughs> again. I'm never going to top knowing Scyther's Pokedex number in episode zero. Knowing, in quotation marks. It was a total guess, but I, I that, He got there. It was a one in 150 chance, man. For those of you who have never seen it, go watch the summary of Twitch Plays Pokemon. It is one of the greatest things that's ever happened in all of video games. So there was yeah, the longest gap between any mainline Pokemon games was between Emerald and Diamond and Pearl, being no, about two years. Because uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green came out in between. No, did Fire Red and Leaf Green came out before Emerald. They did. Oh. I'm looking at the list right now. Wow, Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green came out in 2004. Emerald came out in 2005. Emerald Diamond and Pearl came out. Wow. Oh, actually, Diamond and Pearl came out in 2006 in Japan. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. And it came out in 2008 in Korea, which is oh, what I, was was the first date I looked at. <laughs> uh, so never mind. The Pokemon games have always been yearly. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Game Sharks Podcast. We really appreciate it. You can check us out on Instagram, Game Sharks Podcast, Twitter, Game Sharks Cast. You can check out our website, www.thegamesharks.com. <laughs> and... You can write us an email. Send us what you think about what the Pokemon game should do. You can still uh, put in your input on whether Master Chief is going to be in Smash. Will that be affected now that uh, Halo Infinite has been pushed back? Let us know. Send us trivia questions. Send us anything to discuss. In honor of uh, Master Chief, or in in honor of the second half of our bet almost being null, do you want to get Calzones tomorrow? Uh, I, I'm going into work at 4.30 tomorrow, and so I am leaving before lunch because my, I will be at 8 hours at 12.30. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry, eight hours at 1230. Um, Lame. Damn. um, All right. So I'm starting to make progress towards a potential sign-off. So, you know, the Game Shark was a device used to make cheat codes. What did Derek say? What did you say in the bonus episode? I don't know. I can't even remember what I said. Sharkulator. Sharkulator. I (laughs) I was thinking about just casually saying Sharkulator, seeing if you remember that's what you said. So, like, all right, we're going to get on track. Something about, like, cheat codes or, like, hacking, hacking the code or something like we're going to brainstorm. Hacker voice. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, we're going to think of something soon. Okay, bye. <laughs>